Material Components. Episode 76, Out of the Frying Pan, Into the Fire. Greetings and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about intelligent items and the adventurers who love them. I am your humble dungeon master, Mike Gargoni, and joining me, as always, are my stalwart adventurers. Hey, adventurers. Thanks for being here. You're welcome. Thanks for having us. Hey. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Happy to be here. Yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> guys. Uh, I'm Olivia. And I'm playing Tears of Cloakbearer, Child of the Outer Storm. I'm Elliot, and I am playing Cherish Ironstrike, the Tiefling Sorcerer. I am Michael, and I'm playing Sid Emberlight, Half-Elf Rogue. And I'm Reed, and I'll be playing Grawl, the Hobgoblin Warlock. Indeed. And of course, before we begin tonight's session, I'd like to ask the same question I ask every time, and that is, do you remember what happened last time? Nothing really happened. We, we slayed a Tarask. Our plan, it worked for the first time. <laughs> it's nice when that when that finally happens. Was yeah. okay, so here, like our plan <laughs> did our plan work or did we just yes. not have one so <laughs> did we have one so vague that it couldn't not work? We'll call me, we'll call me. Little okay. call me. I would say flexible. Yeah. You gotta go with the flow with the punches. Flow yeah. with the punches. The flow with the that punches, that is. as they say. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, indeed. You had concocted a plan to strike out into the wilding from the Fey city of Fair Aimsir, uh, in order to deal with a local realm scar. Uh, once you had pressed through that encroaching extraplanar space, slowly discovering that it was a bleeding from the plane of Bitopia as you moved, um, seeing that strange upside-down landscape floating above you was somewhat disconcerting, but at the center of that, you finally came to the Realm Scar. In a sort of awkward position, mm. balanced mm. between the two backs, or between the backs of two, I can't speak English today, sorry guys, of two Terrasks, one big and scary, and one a gentle Slightly friend. Well, yeah. <laughs> but also big. But also still big. But also still big. <laughs> um... Yeah, and since our plan was just to close the realm scar, yes, we were able to be very flexible with how that was going to go. Unfortunately, the resulting plan was wake up the Terrask, uh, but we did a good job and also remembered immediately how we could do it and control it. It didn't oh, yeah. take us 45 minutes to remember how we were going to do that. 45 <laughs> Including, like, a half-hour break where we're just like, okay, we need to figure this out before we get back to this thing. Love be magic. And also Mike being like, <coughs> you guys are idiots. <laughs> I simply do not want my stalwart adventurers going into a challenging scenario without, you know, remembering 
what they may or may not have at their disposal. It's happened a few times in this campaign, and I feel really bad every time it does. Read. The funny <laughs> cool this time, really funny part. this time it wasn't read <laughs> Yeah. I mean, yeah and for the once. funniest part was that it was written down and we we did know about it, but we just still didn't yeah. Oh, yep. Selective memory. But yes, leastways you had made your way to the realm scar and uh y- both Cherish and Sid crossed over into one of the twin paradises of Bytopia. And it was there that you uh, had a little bit of a conversation with uh, a, a new friend. Gar Glittergold and is at uh, Arundina, yeah. uh, who apparently is a god. We met a god again. We met a god we just again. Keep doing, we just keep doing that. Um, well, we're assuming that... Um, you know, the, the snakes that we met were, were gods, we don't know. Um, I'm throwing I mean, there. Cherish isn't. That's true. There was <laughs> some oh, bit of a logical discussion <laughs> on the back of a rising terrace. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's I, I can't remember. Debate. Was that? I think that I think it was. Is like, uh, you guys, we have other things to worry about right now. <laughs> Made me laugh. <laughs> But yes, you had a conversation anyway. with Garl Glittergold, Gnomish God, uh, about the the nature of your quest and some of the dangers that lie ahead of you in the immediate future. Because it seems as that this god had some insight, go figure, uh, about mm. your current situation, both immediate and in the long term. Because with the closing of this large realm scar... Uh, Garl Glittergold seemed to indicate that the the other large realm scar pressing into the valley that had become a rising concern in the south would get much, much worse without some kind of opposite force keeping it at at least somewhat at bay. And yeah, now that you have sealed that opposing force... Like a rising tide, that uh, situation might indeed be getting a lot worse. Because, yeah, despite my best efforts to throw two Terrasks at you, and in <laughs> so inducing such panic that you would inevitably uh, be reduced to quivering player jellies, unable to make any decisions, you rose <laughs> above and met the challenge head on. Freeze jump. Yeah, using a combination of all of your skills, you managed to uh, throw in enough power to just really on the edge there seal away this realm scar. We should be dead. Scraped by for the second time in a row. We should all be dead. Super dead. Unfortunately, in the midst of riding this Tarask to victory, you. lost the ability to use the powers at your disposal vis-a-vis Darren Dunn and Arbidon, uh, two of your companions, the erstwhile Silver Dragon and the Minotaur Barbarian, who had tumbled from the back of the Tarask while you were attempting to make this all work. And now Darren Dunn is not dead and not actively dying but not 
great. Looking rough. Looking pretty rough, yeah. Bad day. And, uh, and me. Once we woke up that Terrorask and, and dealt with the Realmscar, mm-hmm. how, how exactly did we get rid of that again? Huh. Um, we have our good, good monk friend it. ride it into a giant snake. Well, I mean, Yuda did not ride it into it. He just was like, hey, go to the store, out into the storm. Because we there. were like, mm, it's fucked out there. So, like, <laughs> it'll it probably die. It. And it might have. You, Yeah, using some potions of dominate monster that you'd picked up earlier in the campaign, you had your other threadless companion, Judah Sunpalm, uh, commandeer the Terrasque, and uh, after <laughs> y- a- after using it as a uh, power lift to reach the uh, the realm scar, you were like, "Okay, now what do we do with this Terrasque?" Options include letting it just roam around the valley, with a- <laughs> or turn that puppy around and just steer it out into the outer storm. Ah, <sighs> the <Yeah>. march. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then we heard some stuff. Some stuff may or may not happen. People heard some stuff. The entire valley <laughs> bore witness to at least the back end of a conflict between something and this Terrasque. So whatever it is that lurks in that outer storm, that massive serpentine shape that some of you have seen in the past, that... Now everyone in the valley has at least seen some inkling of uh-huh. as huge rippling serpentine scales were seen basically moving in an undulating wave around the circumference of the entire Tempest Rest Valley. No nine lies gonna... was about yeah. to take that step into <laughs> nope. the outer storm. And she saw that shit like Nope. I was just wondering. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. They're like, wait, getting ready to knock on the, the door of the outer storm to just kind of like, hey, anyone home? And just <laughs> like, this. No. <laughs> they just forgot something. Meanwhile, they just fired up their storm giant. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, in at least three of the baris, there are just a bunch of people being like, uh, see, we fucking told you guys. What the hell? <laughs> Yeah, the religious significance of this event may, in fact, uh, unfold in the near future, so, um... Gonna be conversions happening, is what I'm telling you. <laughs> we shall see, because as it stands right now, the four of you, plus some of your companions, the 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 Riftkeeper, Etsuko, the dragon darren dunn collapsed though he may be the the other rift keeper arbidon and fellow threadless judah sunpalm now sit in the crater left by this terrasque uh awaiting aid of some kind having sent several messages uh looking for help from various corners of the valley um it is quick but not necessarily as quick as you would like that help arrives. I don't know if there's anything any of you wanted to do in the immediacy of the moment. Um, because as um, you are sitting with this note of victory, but at what cost, uh, you were told by Etsuko, who contacted the old mage, that 
help would be on the way. Um, is Darren done? I, I just, Cherish has been like sitting. How big is Darren Dunn actually as a dragon? Uh, Darren Dunn as a dragon is a gargantuan creature. Uh, mm -hmm. He is clearly an ancient metallic dragon. Though again, you're not quite sure if he technically qualifies as a silver dragon anymore. His, his coloration would indicate that he is maybe something more at this point. Um, mm. But he is, I mean, he's no Terrasque. Nothing is going to compare right. in size anymore. Uh, but you would say he's probably a good 70, 80 feet in length total. Um, if he was to stand at his full height, probably 50, 60 feet tall. If his neck was like up, held upwards. Mm -hmm. um, so like a, a big, big creature. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, standing next to his head, his head is bigger than you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just, Cherish has been kind of like sitting next to his head. Maybe, and I don't know if he's conscious or not, but she's sort of been kind of reverting back to the, uh, you know, very talkative, maybe doesn't know when to shut up Cherish, just sort of prattling on about stuff. He flickers in and out of consciousness. Um, his breath is shallow, his eyes are fluttering, maybe half-closed most of the time. Uh, Dessel Darendun is clearly a dragon that has been through some shit. Um, you were already aware of Darren's past, but uh, glancing at his true form now, you can see just how many scars he bears that were very much not apparent in his humanoid form. Uh, I mentioned last session his absolutely destroyed wings, the membranes of which are almost non-existent. Um, this is not a dragon capable of flight by its own power. Um, you can see the rents and tears carved into the scaly flesh uh, around its back and shoulders. You can see long gouges rent into its underside as though it's been in conflict with other larger dragons. And some of these scars are really, really old. Um... But, uh, most notably, it would be the, uh, some of the, like, broken teeth you can see in his maw. Like, this is a, somebody who's just been put through the ringer so many times. And it's very, like, if you saw a, a person with this many scars, you would think they got put through a wood chipper. But yeah, Darren Dunn it didn't look great before getting hit by an avalanche. I guess is my point. Um, when you say it takes a while, how long? Uh, it was beginning Hours? to be early evening on the 20th day of so when you sent word. And it will be several hours before folks make it out to you. Uh, it is... Okay, but not a full eight. No. Um, it will be night by the time help comes. Uh, but help 
will come. Um, Grawl, you had been attempting to attune to Darren Dunn's pocket watch uh, when shit went down. I don't know if you continued to do that. No. If people sent calls out, like, to everyone, I, I don't, like, that was his first instinct was to call help, and if people were already, like, kind of doing that, then I don't think he needs to. Well, the calls that were sent were one to the old mage, and mm -hmm. the response you got was, help will be there as soon as it can be. Mm -hmm. The other call that went out was to Camion, your fellow Threadless, saying, hey, shit's about to get way worse where you are. Okay. So if there's um, no further message you would want to send, then you don't have I mean, to. the only the only other like uh like potential people that uh Grawl would want to contact is somewhere uh, someone in Fair Ames here just in case for some reason they dropped the wards. Uh, but we can't see Fair Ames here from here. Yeah. No. You were able to see okay. it when you were on the the back of the Tarrasque, but uh, yeah, from down here, no. Okay. And, and I mean, there's a way to guarantee this, of course, but I, the assumption I would make is that when we called the old machine, we would contact one fair aims here because they're going to be way closer than anybody else. That's yeah. the hope. Potentially. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, uh, I don't think he needs and, to look into it. And if, and if, we do need to send one more message. I mean, Arvidon also has a pocket watch. Yeah. So I think. Or I, Etsk. I don't remember who sent the message to Camion, but we still have one. No, you don't. Pocket watch. Because so. Sid sent a message to. Um, Darren. To Darren. It did not work because oh, he was presumably that's right. unconscious. Uh, yeah. My bad. Arvidon contacted Camion and Etsko contacted and Etsuko. the old man. Okay. 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 I forgot about so, that. So, yeah. I. I don't. I don't see anyone in particular that he would try to contact, especially if he can make those like jump through those mental hoops of uh, if we call the old mage, the old mage is then going to try to try to contact someone in Fair Ames here anyway. So there's no point. Okay. Uh, I could uh, attune to the the ring that I got finally. Okay, you want to do that? Yeah, because uh, you could all get a short rest in. Uh, while you're waiting. Not that you have any um, hit dice left to spend, if you even need to. I have zero. I guess the only thing Grawl would probably do is read uh, his new book. Oh, okay. Like, like, it's... You could probably get an hour of that in. Okay. And just to be uh... clear, you're keeping a tally of the number of hours you need to... Yeah, I gotta find the tally. Okay. I was on one of these pages. <laughs> uh, also... So there's one thing I would like to say to Darren Dunn, specifically, that doesn't... It isn't just... Uh, hand wavy, like I don't know, ran rambling. Uh, and there's also a conversation I would like to have with a certain item. Okay. Well, um... it's Storm Piercer. No, <laughs> um... <laughs> Sid, I'm gonna test. I'm gonna need go this for a second. <laughs> Um, okay, if uh, Sid, you're sitting around attuning to this ring finally, yeah. um, you would discover in quick order that it is a ring of alter self. Ooh, oh, that's even better. 
Hell yeah. So yeah, as opposed to disguise self, which is just illusory, this enacts physical change. Uh, not only of like looking like other people, but it can do some weirder stuff as well, where like gills are concerned. Mm-hmm. Huh. Is this a is this a pre-existing? This would be in like the. Oh yeah, alter self is a spell. Well, I know that, but the ring of alter self—that's a—that's no. a thing, or no, no, it's not. Okay, cool. Oh, um, gotcha. yeah. This is a a ring that has two charges, and the charges uh, come back at dawn every day. Okay, cool. And you can use a charge to cast alter self on yourself. Uh, so Grawl's reading his good, good intellect book. And Said one hour? Yes, you can probably manage to get an hour in while you're waiting. And Tirza, is there anything specifically you're doing before we leap into what is sure to be an interesting conversation? Um, I mean, not not in particular. I think she's treated the can't. Doesn't have anything left to heal with. Because mm-hmm. um, that would be useful right now. Uh, so I think she keeps watch and paces and is like checking on people and Okay. Just holding down the fort. Um, and Judah would definitely engage you in short conversation, just sort of uh, conferring and wondering what happened on y'all's end during the ritual. And he would tell you about his uh, adventure, leaning out over in front of the mouth of a Tarask to throw some potions in. And um, he would definitely confide in you that he would not have been capable of doing that without your encouragement. Oh! Judah! He was having Um, some serious self-doubt issues, but it was you specifically who helped bolster his self-confidence. Good. Yeah, I I think Tirza just, like, reaffirms all of that and is like, I... Of course. Of course. Um... Cool. Okay. So, Cherish, there is something you wanted to say to the Erstats Desilderendon? Um, can we, actually, can I flip that and reverse it? Um, I want to talk to Maz first, and the thing I want to say to Darren Dunn is, like, I'll say that as, you know, once I see, like, oh, these people are coming, okay, just parting words okay um i'm assuming this conversation is happening internally yes <laughs> uh okay i mean like just short of hey what the fuck um Another close call? Yes, indeed. You let something slip during that one. Did I? What did you mean? I meant what I said.
So what am I the one to do? That didn't make sense, but whatever. That is the more disturbing part, I think. I'm not entirely sure why I meant what I said. Yeah. I would say that's pretty disturbing. It was a feeling, an emotion, a gut instinct. I realize I lack a gut, per se. I understand what you mean, but, uh, though... But for a moment, a long moment, and it's still, I can still feel it. There was a deep well within me. Emotions, thoughts, feelings, fighting one another, raging against one another. And they are still there, and they are vast. But I do not know from where they come. Is there anything concrete? Any clues? I am beginning to suspect that there is far more to the forge bond than simply items granted sentience by some magic of this place. I have theories, but there is nothing concrete. Though this has certainly confirmed certain suspicions that I held. Uh, hey, Mike. Hmm. Yes? <laughs> Trying to figure out. Just ask. Just do it. What, is, what does Cherish know about chromatic dragons and Tiamat? I think that would require a history check. Yep, that sounds like it. That's something good. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, let me lean back. Let me lean back. Hey, I got the beer. Okay, cool. <laughs> oh yeah, take take a sip of your drink so you can do a spit take. Read. Seventeen. <laughs> all the basic stuff. Chromatic dragons bad. Metallic dragons good. Uh, Tiamat specifically is, you think, a god or was a god. The methods of the Divine Athenium have teased out many gods over the years. The, one of the primary ones is, of course, Bahamut. And in your studies, you would have learned that there was maybe, once upon a time, an opposing deity called Tiamat. Though, if she 
is still active. She doesn't answer prayers anymore, per se. And then did we... Uh, I'm suddenly... Because in... Because you said that in my Hell for Dummies book, um, basically whatever's in the DM's guide about the Nine Hells is in there. And mm. I'm, I can double check, but I'm pretty sure that there is definitely about in there. scraps that you would have learned over right. the, the course of your extra planar studies indicating that uh, a creature called Tiamat is being imprisoned upon the, the, the first layer of Bator, of Vernus. Huh. Strange. Um, but like... How curious. Any... But like, oh, yeah, chromatic dragons are white, red, blue, green, black. Like, yeah, am I aware of the specific color palette that you, I'm working with here? <laughs> you would know all of those things. Uh, you would also probably have some indication of the, the the those colors lining up with the the colors of the gems on Maz uh though seeing as you made Maz as a t wee wee child who had no inkling about these sorts of things that would really you would think be a coincidence until now in which case maybe not but uh yeah any you would know some, like, brief snippets about uh, chromatic dragons as a whole in terms of their the general pastiche. White dragons tend to be savage and unthinking. Uh, red dragons are usually the most uh, avaricious and greedy, that sort of thing. Met one, they suck. It's true, they do. Um, but specifically about, like, any thing related to Tiamat, other than the fact that she's referred to as the the Dragon Queen, the, the Queen Mother of Chromatic Dragons. You wouldn't have anything beyond the basics. Okay. Well, quite frankly, I'm starting to think that there's more, at least to our relationship, than a simple awakened item. I would say the same about Sid and Stormpiercer as well. Yes. And Tirsa and the old man. If my hmm. suspicions are correct, these are not simply awakened items. I am not simply an awakened item of some kind. We may, in fact, be old spirits bound to this place, these objects. It does beg the question of how, though. I, I don't think I purposefully sealed any spirits away when I made this. I do not think it is a matter of the individual. I think it is a matter of this place. The valley. I do not know what the old mage did to secure this piece of land. 
think the only creature that would know would be Pyre Scale. Ugh. But something is drawing spirits, intelligences, something to this place to create the Forge Bond. But I got the distinct impression that I specifically came to be with you. Well, that's... I mean, I don't want to say that's troubling, because I think we make a pretty decent team, but it does require investigation. I concur. But I don't want to talk to Pyre's Gale. <laughs> there are other options. Yeah, let's investigate those first. Though I do not believe you wish to talk to the old mage, either. I mean, as far as things I would rather do. She's at least higher on the list than Pyre Scale. Yes, that is a low bar indeed to clear. I wouldn't have to supplicate myself to even do it. Let it be known, Cherish, that I share your fears. My memories extend to the moment where you crafted me. But what we learned about Stormpiercer and what I am beginning to feel makes me believe that our existences do not start and end with those who are bonded to us. I have been coming to the same conclusion. That is the part that is troubling. No. The part that is troubling is that I believe Tirza's cloak has known this the entire time. What, was that the, the spit take moment right there? Is that <laughs> it? Is that, did I miss it? Yep, you missed it. Let's go back. Re rewind. I'll do it. And maybe that's why he can't communicate. I would be curious to know whether the other auger bearers' items can speak aloud or not. Or whether they are all bound to such silence. As much as I fear Tirza may be in trouble with the Jarashir, it does sound like there are a couple of auger bears down south. Perhaps we'll know soon. Indeed. Sooner the better. And 
and Maz definitely agrees with that sentiment. And you sense the, the concern radiating out of her. She is hiding it in her words, but she is super troubled by the fact that she said and did things momentarily, albeit, uh, that were not in her control. Control is a big issue with Maz. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, at a certain point, Sid Stormpiercer would be like, Isn't it weird how I started singing when we were closing that rift? I enjoyed it. I didn't think it was that weird. Oh, good. I'm yeah, I mean, you're, your voice sort of has a natural sing-song quality to it already, so it, it just felt like a natural extension, honestly. You're right. I should trust my instincts. Yes, follow that. Follow that feeling. Mm -hmm. I just felt the song go through me, and I, I just had to get it out. <laughs> what was the song, Mike? What was the song? Uh, oh, it was a dog barking. zippity doo I don't know. <laughs> Country roads, <laughs> take me home. <laughs> I like that. That's good. It's going going on my Storm Piercer playlist right now. Sweet home Alabama. <laughs> he has no idea what he's singing. What is this mystical land of Alabama? <laughs> Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I don't really question the fact that Storm Piercer just started singing. Mm -hmm. Jolene. <laughs> Jolene. <laughs> It's I'm not, sure to remember it's not nine to five. Work on five to five. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to, what what language was he singing in? You don't know. Do what? Uh, what song were you singing? I don't know. Oh, you have no idea. No. Just, yeah, because the language didn't sound familiar at all. No, it did not. So you don't know what that is? I do not. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe you made it up this improvisational is... style. Yes, indeed. You know, that sounds like... It's no, it's freestyle. Freestyle. <laughs> Straight from the underground. God, no, I just want to start... <laughs> I just want to start singing a bunch of songs in a storm piercer voice. I'm so sorry. <laughs> hey, now. I'm a rock star. Get my groove on. <laughs> That was the spit take. That was right there. That's when it needed to happen. Because the next line is, all that glitters is gold, which, of course, we met Garl Glitter Gold. Mm -hmm. so it's all cyclical here. Oh, God. This whole time, no, the patterns are emerging. We can't let him finish this dark, <laughs> dark journey that we're on. <laughs> exactly. <sighs> But yes, uh, pretty soon in the distance, you see with the last of the the, the fading light of the stormlights, um, which are uh, particularly violent this evening. Sun rises. Blood has been spilled this evening. Usually in the hours of twilight, there is a uh, a shimmering of multicolored light that refracts and bounces off of the outer storm, but tonight it seems to be doing so with a, a staccato rhythm that is generally not associated with this time of day. 
probably it's probably Sassy fine. to Haka. It's, <laughs> it's good. We're all good. But leastways, the help that is approaching is a a welcome sight indeed. Uh, you see on the uh, the backs of several large flying carpets and being flanked by what looks like four big griffin riders. Um, the griffins themselves are big. The riders are medium-sized at best. Um, mm-hmm. But they bear the uh, the markings of uh, House Lyodon uh, on their, their griffin heraldry. Um, and you see, as they grow closer, riding on the lead carpet is... Master Blizz Fizzlenozzle, uh, Rift Keeper, and Master of the Halls of Wonder. And, um, yeah, these this evacuation squad will dip down out of the sky as darkness consumes. Uh, very easily they find you due to the massive silver dragon that's splayed out on the ground here. Yeah. It's fair. It's fair. Uh, I've got dancing lights lighting him up like a fucking disco ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've got this little evacuation zone set up around <laughs> Desildaren Dunn, and as the, the carpets stream in, flanked by griffins who don't actually land, they continue to circle above. Uh, Fizzle Nozzle will come streaking down out of the sky. He's flanked by a, a couple of house guards of House Lyodon, as well as you see that same archdruid from the other night who, I mean, Sid wouldn't recognize this person, but everyone else would, um, who cured Sid. So, uh, a mass, uh, master druid of House Weniel is in attendance as well. Um, you would know her name is Ankianor. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they will disembark, and very quickly, Blizz will stride up and look around. He's, like, he's got this big, stupid smile on his face, despite the fact that Darren Dunn is clearly really, really hurt. Um, but he will shout as soon as he's within shouting distance, You did it! Mission accomplished. Yes, he's pie. <laughs> uh, and Arbadon will say, I've never had a pie that big before, but I'm willing to try. Uh, yeah, and uh, Ankianor Weniel will uh, ask if anyone needs immediate healing assistance. Uh, most of you indicate Desildaren done, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, he can wait. If you could heal heal me real real quick. <laughs> no. What damage did you take? <laughs> I didn't take any no, damage. No, I don't think anyone took any damage. I took an emotional toll. Mm, mm. Oh, that cuts yeah. even deeper. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I feel you. <laughs> she can't help with that. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, she will do what she can, and uh, she will walk up to Desildaren Dunn's head and, uh, yeah, Cherish, you're still sitting there as she approaches. Mm-hmm. Um, she will 
give you uh, a look and look over the dragon and nod. Is he conscious? He's been drifting. Hmm. And she will kneel down uh, and reach into her component pouches and begin pulling out herbs and uh, little pieces of animal bone, and she will dip her hand into a pouch at her side, which you've seen her do before, and you know that it's full of what is most likely blood. Uh, mm -hmm. And you can see she will do that with both of her hands until her all ten of her fingers are just coated in this blood, and she will splay them out over Darren Dunn's neck and begin chanting, and you think she's doing some kind of healing ritual. Um... Fairly soon, you will all be herded towards these flying carpets. Um, and once it's established that everyone's doing, I mean, pretty much okay, uh, you will be loaded up, and uh, the druid will let you know that she is going to have to be here for a little while. Um, do you all want to wait around for her to finish, or do you want to be evacuated back to the city? Uh, I was going to say that Jerish says her last thing to Darren Dunn in Draconic, um, whether he's conscious or not. Mm -hmm. Just keep holding on. I'm going to get her out. I don't know how or when, but You at least deserve to talk again. Uh, and then, once, um... God damn, I'm so glad to get out of this fucking elf city. I can't remember anyone's goddamn name. Um, an, 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 Aniol? Ankianor Weniol. Ankianor. Uh, as soon as she starts doing her thing, um, Cherish starts walking out to, like, a clear area and starts drawing a teleportation circle um perhaps we should make a stop at ferriums here before we head down south i mean we have we took everything with us like i i'm willing to leave the long forgotten hank montgomery there until later this is a kind of pressing it is, but I am concerned that what we are going to be facing down south will be worse than anything we have faced so far. I think it might not be a bad idea if we convinced the houses of Fariams here to bring some support down south with us. They certainly owe us. Those... I suppose I maybe should do some research on demon vulnerability anyway. I don't like this, though. I want it stated. I don't like it either. I mean, we're, we're leaving Camion and Valor and who knows... How many other people down there if it's going to be worse 
Well, how about this? You three head down there early. I do my best to convince the rest of Fariums here to join us. At least we have some support heading down south. And how are you going to get down there? Find a way. I don't think you're the only person in the valley who knows teleportation magic. That's, I mean, that's true. Sid, what... <laughs> expect... How do you expect to convince the families of Fair Ames when you can't even show them who you are without causing a political scandal? Well, considering that I, with obviously the help of you all, just took care of the wilding, I think... I think they'll have at least reason to listen to me. And uh, <laughs> Liz would let you know that the the wards are down. the The wardsmiths of the Crystal Forge knew the moment the wildling went down that something had changed. Um, and he was contacted directly by the old mage herself. That's good. Uh, as for help that can be sent south, um, yeah, Blizz doesn't know much about that, at least where the forces of Fair Ames here are concerned. He does think you might know somebody who would. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think that the person who should be rallying the forces of Fair Ames here. <laughs> Sorry, um, can you say that one more time? Yeah, I read Blizz. I think I, I think we all know someone who can. I I think that's exactly who should be running the forces of Fairmseer. One of the heads of houses, not I understand that you want to go back, but we're needed somewhere else. I turn to Blizz. Do you think you can communicate? I wanted to ask my uh, in person because I wanted to communicate the importance of, I mean, obviously you understand the importance of what's happening here, but I know that Fairy here can be a bit, uh, bit of a hermit, 
as far as a society here in 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 the valley they're not very likely to leave especially after experiencing everything that they've experienced look if it's as bad as what you've said happening down south if we had had a choice in the matter i'm sure folks from the city would have been sent already we've been trapped for the last three months but we're not trapped anymore whatever is happening down south i'm i'm sure your father and any of the the houses will be willing to send aid What that looks like immediately, I'm not sure, but at the very least, there are some people who will send help. Okay. Sorry, I can't be more specific. I just, the, the politics of it all is never my thing. Well, as long as help is coming, I just... We wouldn't have been able to get through this and I'm, I'm sort of speaking to everybody here without the aid of, of Etsuko and Arbidon and Darren and and you Blizz I just there's no reason we need to keep doing this by ourselves Go and Arbidon can come everyone can fit in there as long as they run fast enough Arbadon would give a smile and say, <laughs> Hey, look, if it means putting my axe in something, you've got my help, of course. It will almost certainly mean that. There's definitely yeah. a lot of things to put your axe in down south, that's for sure. And Judah would nod and say, Getting all of the, well, most of the threadless together. Will, I am sure, be a turning point in this conflict. And I didn't, Judah, I didn't mean to leave you out. I assumed you were already going to come. Mm. Right. Etsuko would definitely be glancing down at the ground, clutching her book, unsure about what it would mean to go down there. Demon killing. Yeah. Like, I solve arcane mysteries. I puzzle out magical phenomena. I'm not a soldier. Well, and that's that's fine too. I mean, you've been so helpful and you can continue to be. I, I mean, we didn't really get a chance to even research demons at the at the, uh... Oh my god. The Sanctum. I know scarce little about demonology. I mean, please, do you have stuff there about demons? Like, uh, you don't even know what they're vulnerable to. Not fire, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I mean, I kind of figured everything... <laughs> 
it's been sort of a cruel irony that everything we come up with up against, uh, <laughs> is not does not do good or does really well with fire. It's it's really bumming me out. Yeah, yeah it's the most common vo resistance, unfortunately. Yeah, even I'm resistant to it. <laughs> I'm not. But you have evasion, so uh. <laughs> that's pretty much resistance to all types of damage. <laughs> That's so would glance towards you, Cherish, and then shoot a quick sideways glance towards Grawl before looking back down at the ground. Uh, <laughs> as fascinated as I am with what's going on there, um, what what about demons re-killing them? Can like the Jarashir... Unfortunately, the Jarashir uh, kind of lump everything that's not of this world into the same boat. They don't really even see the difference between demons, devils, did, did other any, things. But did any any of my training be like that thing that looks like that? If you hit it with fire, it won't do anything or not really. Um, most of the training boiled down to, uh, knowing the, like, particular weaknesses of creatures. Uh, like, you know that fey creatures are easily brought into bargains, but that's a trap, and you're better off just striking them with cold iron. You know that devils are always going to try to make a deal of some kind, and that's a trap, and you're better off just chopping off their heads. You know demons are a force of chaos that are only going to sow destruction, and you're better off just chopping off their heads. This has a theme <laughs> I'm, I'm picking up on. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So, yeah, the specifics of demonology are a little outside of the Jarashir. Uh, and, yeah, none of you have really done a lot of knowing about demons, per se. But it seems as though, yeah, the, the companions who are here are, for the most part, willing to come with you. Uh, Darren Dunn is being healed in the background here. So what are you doing? Just, Just kind of like, in, yeah, like, so am I finishing the circle or what? As a resounding silence yet, falls so. across the party. I mean, yeah, let's... I, I suppose... There's no time to waste. So who's coming? Uh, Grawl snaps his book closed and gets up and walks over to Cherish. Ready to go. I mean, yeah, I'm ready to go. Judah and Arbadon, two minotaurs nodding at you. The 
wilting form of Etsuko still kind of looking very nervously at all of this. Really unsure about whether or not she should go. If anything, she will say, Perhaps I should stay here and do more research, and then I can contact you with any information that I uh, get and um, send that along when, when, whenever I have it. Uh, no, I mean, I, again, I we're not trying to pressure you to do anything. I mean, everybody has different jobs in things like this. You should go where you think you're, you'll be most useful. And she nods a little waveringly and takes a step towards Blizz. Master Fizzle Nozzle will kind of look between the, the two groups that are forming, albeit his is much smaller, but he'll give you all a nod. And glancing over at your teleportation circle, he will nod matter-of-factly, uh, noting your good work. And he'll say, I'll be sure to get a hold of you as soon as we know more about what can be spared from Fariums here. I'm sure there's a lot to be seen down there. Thank you. And, uh, when you're down there, just remember the portal you're going to be closing is probably going to be big. Just because the portal itself is big, it doesn't mean it... Well, the size of the portal isn't what determines its strength. It's where it leads. Right. If ours was any indication, though, I'm sure there's a lot more spilling through on that end. Just be careful. We will be. And as you're beginning to set up this teleportation circle just to your left, the, the form of Desildaren Dunn is beginning to breathe a little bit more evenly. You see tendrils of green energy have stretched out from the Archdruid as she's healing, and uh, you see some of the more superficial wounds that he received in blocking the uh, the avalanche have begun to heal. Uh, his eyes are closed now, and he looks like he is in some kind of deep sleep or torpor. Arbadon will definitely spare him a a strangely soft look of concern till grumble to himself now I owe my life to a freaking dragon Ugh. 
Talk about embarrassing. And yeah, you all troop together around Cherish's teleportation circle? Yep. Well, there is no rest for the wicked, as they say, and Cherish, you finish your teleportation circle, even as your companions, exhausted, ragged, bereft of resources, though. Uh, Grawl, you've probably got your spell slots back in a short rest, so that's something. Um, where is your destination? Uh, the corresponding teleportation circle at Fort Birch. Okay. <sighs> All right. I'm ready for a fight immediately as we step out of this circle. Well, they know we're yeah, coming, me. so. Still. We do what not if know Fort Birch around. isn't there anymore? Yeah, we don't know what's <laughs> yeah. happening in this circle. But yeah. yeah. I think we'll be fine. <laughs> okay. You know that this circle, the coordinates you were given, lead to another Riftkeeper's Sanctum. This one located beneath Fort Verge. As you complete the circle of runes needed to uh, complete the, the sequence, there is a, a flare of golden light that is emblematic of Cherish's magic. And a rent in the air appears that is a little similar to the kinds of portal you just closed. Um, albeit leading somewhere else. And you have about six seconds to charge through. Arbadon and Judah are definitely first through charging forward. The rest of you go. Uh, tell oh, yeah. Soren I'm coming back yeah. for Hank Montgomery. Don't touch it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of you go through? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's yeah. first. Yeah, I'm not even going to think about it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tears is right behind Arbadon and Judah. Okay. Charging through this portal is not at all similar to moving through a realm scar. There is no twisting discombobulation of moving across the multiverse. This is walking through an aperture from one location to another. It just so happens that this door leads you to a location that on foot would have taken you, let's see, 3, 6, 9, 12, 15, 18, 21, would have taken you the better part of a month to get there on foot. <laughs> Thank God. What about magic carpet? Uh, by magic carpet, you probably could have halved that. Uh, though the the mileage on carpets vary, obviously. Uh, so yeah, bypassing the Eastwood, the Osgood Plains, Stormhaven, and the uh, the foothills of uh, the Drylands, you suddenly find yourselves emerging from a teleportation circle in. A location somewhat similar to the sanctum that was located beneath the Halls of Wonder. There are some marked differences. Uh, the 
library section of the sanctum is nowhere to be seen. There is what looks like a mess hall down here. You're coming out onto a practice floor, very similar, if larger, than the one you had entertained yourselves on beneath the Halls of Wonder. There is what I said, like I said, looks like a mess hall. Several long tables uh, stretch off to your left, and it looks as though there's some kind of galley or kitchen uh, well-appointed down here as well. Uh, there is a, a concrete flight of steps that leads up into a gallery that is ringed with rooms. And the most notable difference is that where the sanctum below the Halls of Wonder was for the most part empty, but for yourselves, this place is crowded. There are lots of people in here, and they all turn to look at you as you enter. Uh, people sense. of every shape and description are in this place. You see uh, folks wearing the the silver and blue of Haven Guard. You see folks wearing the uh, the, the crimson and black of uh, Edge Masons. You see the mottled browns and greens of Bark Watch and the, uh, the blues and silvers of Lock Wardens, um, all of which are staring at you, um, and all of them, at least somewhere on their person, having a silver pocket watch. Damn. There are, are there, perhaps are 30 there people down here. people as well? Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's just the, the uniformed folks are the most obvious. Um, once you okay. get a more broad focus on the room full of people, you notice that there are, for every, like, four members of a Guardian Guild, there is somebody who is out of uniform. Um, who is just Riftkeeper a general. Um, but, you I mean, you've been told this, that the vast majority of the Riftkeepers are in positions of at least somewhat authority around the valley so that they can have an excuse for wandering around and handling situations that crop up around rifts. Um, yeah. So, folks like Etsuko, who are just Riftkeepers, are actually the exception, not the rule. Mm-hmm. Um, as you come into this place, there is a, a, a muttering, a cry, and, and uh, there are folks that are standing up and putting hands on weapons, um, especially considering Judah and Arbidon are the first ones through. These big horned dudes are charging through a portal opening up in this place. Um, but... Uh, that fear is quickly assuaged, as they are not slathering demons, but simply minotaurs. Uh, the differences are uh, obvious upon second glance, thankfully. And there's no one in here too trigger-happy as to just open fire on somebody teleporting in. Um, this is a regular enough occurrence, though, that apparently it does not garner everyone drawing their weapons or even interrupting their meals. Uh... You seem to have wandered in here right as everyone is taking some form of dinner. Um, there is a cry from nearby as you all funnel out of this teleportation circle. And uh, you can see that a, uh, a tall bear folk uh, will come over to the, uh, the edge. You don't recognize this person. Um, oh, 
but they are wearing the accoutrement of a, a Bark Watch member, and they will uh, shout in recognition of Arbidon, and Arbidon is like, oh. um, and is immediately goes over and start like mingling with other members of the Bark Watch. Um, um, okay, so we should find out who's in charge uh, and figure out how we can help. We should probably also find our friends. Yes. Yeah. Make sure they're okay. Um, after looking around for a, a little bit, uh, you will notice that someone has detached themselves from the, uh, the crowd uh, who is eating here and is standing near the edge of the practice ring kind of demurely, not looking to approach you directly and is looking like very awkward as their booted feet are kind of like shuffling on the ground a little bit. They're definitely like clenching their hands as their palms begin to sweat profusely uh, and their skin turns to a, a very uh, embarrassed looking green color. Oh, hey, there's Cammy. <laughs> Well, that was easy. Yeah, right? And, yeah, Cammy and, Cammy and Arkin. I'll, uh, I'll jog over. Or whatever. And we'll awkwardly raise a hand as you all approach and say, Hello there. I'm sorry I slapped you. <sighs> And there's like a sudden release of tension. <laughs> it, to be fair, it it was a little funny. I oh, look like it hurt. Had not expected to see you all here. Well, I'm especially, and he's definitely like looking at you, cherish. Uh, and, like, gives you uh, an odd look and says, How... You found the others, then? Um... We found Judah. Yeah, we found Judah. Is Valor not here? You... And, like, looks between all of you and then looks over to Judah and Judah's, like, walked over and clapped a hand on Camion's shoulder. Um, and Camion turns from the the green of summer to a a, a a lighter shade of gold, their hair turning platinum. Um, and there's a look of frustrated consternation. Where where did you come from, Cherish? Like, just now, or are we talking existentially? J just now? We just, we literally just closed the portal outside of Fair Ames here. What? Yeah, we just sent you a message. I got a message from, and I'll point over to Arbadon uh, about that, but I didn't you, how did you get there? Uh, well, we had assistance, for sure. Okay. 
I guess, ask me what you're trying to ask me. I just saw you yesterday. Uh, I mean, you super didn't, because I've been in Fairy here for the last two weeks. One week. It's hard to tell these days. It was like four days. It was like four days. Yeah, it's... Where did you see me? You arrived here not a week ago. Uh, and this might be an extra weird question. Where am I? This is the Riftkeeper Sanctum below Fort Verge. No, 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 no. If, if I arrived last week, where am I now? You... Other church. This is all very strange. What is going on? I don't know, frankly. I've just got here. I've been in Fair Aimsir. You and Valor left on a scouting mission two days ago. You seemed very convinced that you could get us closer to the Realm Scar. Okay, well, that wasn't me. Where did they go? Towards the Realm Scar. He took that damnable machine that he had acquisitioned and rode off towards Amberfell. This is good. This okay, is, well, we good. have to go then, because whoever that was, it's not me, and I, Valor's probably in trouble? We are all in trouble. What do you hey, think is Camion? happening here? Camion? Camion? Come on. I know. Work with me here, okay? Terish, I don't <laughs> Val, know like, what's we're happening. We're all in trouble, right? Okay. Then I'm going to Amberfell. Whatever. Okay. No, you're not. Uh, yeah. If Valor went with some sort of shapeshifter, then he's in danger. We gotta go. You don't know what's happening here. You don't know we the don't situation. Tell us. The amount of what you would have to go through to get to Amberfell on foot is not worth considering. The world is on fire. It is... It might be easier to show you. Okay. And Camion will turn and say, We'll leave through the back gate. It's probably easiest. And he'll glance towards Tirza and say, Many of your people have been coming here. You should be aware of that fact before we exit. I... I sort of figured that would be the case. I heard reports a while back. Makes sense. Inter uh, outsiders pouring into the valley. That makes sense. Draw our sheriff here. And Camion will lead you up the, the set of stone stairs around the gallery, uh, past 
several of those circles that you've recognized from the the halls of wonder that would probably be a short range teleport of some kind over to a a portcullis that leads into a tunnel as you follow them uh camion will say it has gotten so much worse here over the last few days i I don't know if things have gotten even worse after that message that you sent. But what started as flooding quickly turned into some kind of wholesale invasion. The lands around Amberfell turned into a swamp, and that swamp soon began filling with demons. We think it started in the mines north of Amberfell proper. But we've never been able to get close enough to actually see the realm scar. Mm, that's not good. We've had reports from as far away as Wickmore's Landing and Blue Gulch that wherever it is these things came out, they quickly spread out under the ground. We saw an inkling of that when we were in Blue Gulch last month. Yes, you had said as much. Or you I'm yes. What what exactly was this other Cherish's story? How did she explain the rest of us not being there? Where did she say she had come from? She said she had come from Stormhaven, that Sid and the rest of you had gone off to Fair Aemsir, something about his father. It's not totally untrue. But I wouldn't have known that if I had come from Stormhaven. So she must have been in Fair Aemsir. How else could she know? I, I, I don't know what to tell you. I hate this. Leastways, as it got worse and worse, more people started flooding here. The... The Rift Keepers from all over the valley, obviously. That was the vast majority of them in that room just now. There are a few out on patrol, but for the most part, we congregate here. Uh, every other member of the Edge Masons uh, came up from the Drylands not too long ago. We have members of the, the Lock Wardens well outside of their jurisdiction, but it has gotten to the point where their services were required. We have trackers from the, the Bark Watch, as well as local militias being pulled together by the Haven Guard. When Amberfell was evacuated, the refugees came here. It's... it's not good. Now we're getting word from Stormhaven that things have erupted into chaos up there. Apparently, after the mayor died... 
things degenerated. Yeah. What specifically, have you heard specifically what's happening up there? Or just general shit's bad kind of news? Riots, some of them organized by the guilds as far as the old mage can tell. Most of them don't want a new Lord Mayor, we think. Oh, I can't blame them there. Three guesses for which guild is leading that, and the first two don't count. <laughs> uh, yeah. I can't come up with anything funny. Sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry to let everyone down. Fine, shit's pretty fucked up right now. On top of that, an army skirted Blue Gulch about two weeks ago. Apparently yeah, an army of hobgoblins. Yeah. Weird. That's I'm a weird surprised. one. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised Fake Cherish didn't know about that one. She's the one who told us. Damn it. <coughs> Mage's tits. Sorry, Camion. Luckily, that one's less of a problem, potentially, as they hope to just be passing through, but... <sighs> Here's hoping... But this is all just background, really. Well, and you're going to empty out of a, uh, a long tunnel that will come out in the, the fold between two hills. You're not quite sure how far outside of Fort Verge you are, but you're not coming out from beneath the fort. You're coming out well outside of it to the west a ways. As you do, you, you come up a rise. It seems as though this little secret passage is tucked in between some hills just west of the fort itself. And so you can see the fort in the distance to the east. And I don't know if any of you have been to Fort Verge. Maybe... Um, no. Maybe Tirza passing through on the way to Dokbardi, perhaps, many years ago. But Fort Verge is a, a large uh, border fort. It is a keep surrounded by a wall, and then there is an expansive, basically a small town within another walled section. Um, very much like a, a medieval city of a sort. Uh, but it is arranged in such to be more of a traditional fort. The, the buildings get a little bit taller and a little bit taller the closer you get to the keep at the center of Fort Verge. Uh, the, the fort itself was made back when, well, people were still expanding outward away from Stormhaven and there needed to be a frontier garrison where the Edgemasons could get to and from places quickly between Amberfell and Beeshire. As you are looking out south, though, you would know that the lands south of here, for the most part, are rolling plains and moorlands. Uh, low, boggy areas tend to crop up around the southeast of you, and that is where the Dock Moor is located, that crumbling ruin that you had once traversed to find the Deck of Many Things. 
Oh, so maybe we have all passed through here then, at least. Yeah. Um, the city of Fort Verge, the, the, the township, um, is... I mean, it's nighttime, so you can see it lit in the distance with torchlight. And you can see that there is a ragged camp at the southern, or at the northern edge of the, the fort itself. It looks as though a shanty town has been erected there. A refugee camp spreading out for about a mile away from the city to the north. The lights of that are obvious against the, the dark background of the plains stretching north towards Stormhaven. But glancing southward, you see a disturbing sight that none of you would recognize as familiar because it wasn't there the last time you were in this vicinity. And that is a almost a shallow lake that spreads off into the distance. Trees dot up out of it every so often. Uh, small patches of hills will hillock out of it, but it is a, a swampland that has spread nearly to the edges of Fort Verge. Miles and miles and miles. If this originated, if this all originated near Amberfell, that's six to eight days of a march away. This is far, far bigger than the intrusion of the wilding. Yeah. Out there in the swampland, you see lights flickering here and there. There is a... And you will see an explosion go off in the distance. There is cries and shrieks that echo across the night. And you can see camped south of Fort Verge is a, what looks like a military camp. And entrenched there with fortifications built up of like sharpened stakes and dark iron is an encampment of creatures that none of you recognize. Uh, there are dark steeled plated creatures. There are uh, creatures of, of strange collections of limbs. Uh, all of them vaguely humanoid, but all of them with a, a devilish aspect to them. And it doesn't seem as though they're besieging Fort Verge. They are camped out in front of it. And you can Blood see war. that there is, even now, <laughs> a skirmish going on between writhing, horrible, monstrous... Absolutely unimaginable nightmares boiling up from the swamp and an, a guard of bladed black armored, they look like knights, riding skeletal war horses, skirmishing oh. on the edges of this swamp south of Fort Verge. Hey, Auntie Z. From your vantage point, you can see this skirmish breaking out. There are clearly battle lines out there in the swamp that you can't quite, like, see all too well, but there are small fires and explosions happening out there as you're looking out over a war zone. 
here and there there are these big they look like children's jacks made of huge iron posts that are crossing with each other just planted out in the middle of the swamp they seem to be forming small barricades but some of them have been destroyed or wrecked or some of them look like they've been melted Oh, okay. Uh, in the um, air, you hear a shriek, and then followed by another roar, and there's some kind of fighting happening up in the air as well. I mean, I guess where the blood war goes, the blood war goes. Blood war! And Camion will turn towards all of you with just a haunted look on their face. Is this an enemy of my enemy is my friend situation, or are we up against two forces? Came in, will kind of nod grimly, but then look towards Tirza before saying, it depends who you ask. Mm. Yeah, that tracks. They didn't arrive until about a week and a half ago. Valor says they're here to help. He assured everyone that they would stick to some bargain he had made with them. But if they hadn't shown up, Fort Verge wouldn't be here right now. Where are... Did Valor say where they're from specifically? And Camion will look around as if they're <laughs> seeing if there's anyone else. And uh, Judah definitely followed you out here, but Arbidon stayed behind. Mm -hmm. um, and Camion will say... No, but I think we all can have a pretty good guess. I... The old mage knows that he's made this bargain, and she just seemed to accept it. I don't... I don't know what to do. And their skin will flash and melt away to the bright white of winter. For now, we've just been sticking to fighting and hoping to survive. Okay. Why? How exactly is... Valor and other Cherish. What made them think they could get closer? Cherish the other. It's okay. We're, yep. Implied that she could get them closer, but said it had something to do with them both being tieflings. <laughs> I don't know what what she's playing at. 
came in will look towards you, Cherish, and say, There was something else when she arrived as well. I... Oh, this is awkward. There was some conversation with a young edge mason who was here. It seemed to go poorly. Oh. Of course Jet's here. He's an edge mason. Oh, why didn't I put that together? I've been down here the whole time. Your life is super cool. Your life is very good. Where is he? I I don't I don't know. He's he's not a, a rift keeper. So with with the other edge masons, I'm guessing. And where are they? As Olivia's frantically typing in the background. <laughs> Some machine gun fire? Can you hear that? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, the demons have guns now. Yeah, it's bad. I, it's I very muted. bad. That's weird. I think you uh, might be using your computer's onboard microphone, by the way. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. But leastways. At least we can hear you on a consistent basis. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the so good. Camion will say, I would assume with the other edge masons, they're they're inside the fort proper. Though I don't even know this chick, and she's ruining my life. I'm sorry. I appreciate the apology. Um Well, if if we can't go after Valor. I mean, how did he, how did he and bad, evil, shitty, rude Cherish get out? You said they acquired some kind of machine? Mm. And Camion will indicate down towards the the hellish camp south of Fort Verge. Ah. They have some form of transportation. I've never seen anything like it. Mounts of steel and flame. They roar like monsters and they move like the wind of hell itself. Like it, it's terrifying, but also. Um. Shit's about to get so cool. <laughs> then well, maybe that's what we maybe need to do. depends on how who I think is leading that whole thing feels about me. Well, that would be Valor. They answer oh. to Valor. Well, if I just requisitioned one, then I'm sure I could requisition another. I don't know about any of this. When was the last time you spoke with the old mage? Maybe she can figure something out about this? I sent her a message a few hours ago. One of our companions uh, almost didn't make it out of our last encounter alive. So. But you closed the realm scar near Fair Ames here? Yes. Mm -hmm. well, that's something. So, if the reason we sent you that message is because we have reason to believe that closing that one might make this one 
accelerate? Does this have something to do with whatever that was around the storm wall? No. Uh, not directly, anyway. Not even really tangentially. Um, it's more that without another opposing force, the power from this realm scar is free to increase. Well, that's just wonderful. Yeah. It means Great. this means that we really only have one option. We need to find this realm scar and close it. As quickly as possible. As quickly as possible. So that is our plan of action. Obviously there will be complications, but Well, there always is. Well, all right. I'll help in any way I can. We should be getting back. We need to seal up this entrance before it gets too dark. They tend to become more active as the night goes on. Good to know. Yeah. Camion will lead you back through the secret entrance into the sanctum. As you come back into the sanctum proper, you see that there are uh, several mages waiting by the entrance for when you arrive. Uh, as you do, they will begin uh, chalking an outline around the entrance of this place. They seem to be uh, clerics of some kind. Uh, one of them definitely has the, the markings of a, a cleric of Bahamut. Uh, one of them might be a, a druid of some kind. And one of them is, uh, Cherish, or Tirza, you would actually be surprised to see that one of them is definitely wearing robes that demark them as a member of the Jarashir. Oh, uh, not they Thunderguard, were... though, I assume. No, they they definitely look to be... Uh, their rank is... Uh, well, one you've encountered before. Um, they are... Uh, oh, crap, what are they called? Um, <laughs> suddenly blanking. Um, like, they're, they're ambassadors. They're the, the, the worldly face of the Jarashir. Um, Salesman. Uh, not, kind of. Um, hey, now. The brand ambassadors. Mm-hmm. Um, Influencers. Missionaries. So yeah, missionaries is probably a better term. Um, <laughs> but uh, as you come out <laughs> into this space, they will uh, bow towards you and say, Auger Bear. Tears will just uh, nod and move on. You're a little shocked to see one of your own among the number of the, the Rift Keepers. You weren't aware that was a thing. Uh, yeah, it, it's definitely strange, but perhaps can be chalked up to how dire this situation is. Very likely. <sighs> but leastways, those three 
magic users will enable some sort of ritual and you will see the the portal of the secret passage the the stone itself shrinking until it is barely a, a pinprick sized hole uh camion will say that uh accommodations here are tight it was was never meant to house this many uh rift keepers but at the very least you could uh, uh, they could probably find a cot for you if you need rest yeah uh, the the inn up in Fort Verge is way past capacity. Um, there are lots of refugees in the city itself, and the Fort Verge is way beyond capacity of just people sitting out in the streets. The, they wouldn't want a, just uh, a refugee camp north of the city if they could help it, but there's just too many people. Outlying farms, the whole city of Emberfell, the whole mining operation. Those that survived were evacuated to Fort Verge. Oh, are the dwarves of Srothheim here? Uh, there are a contingent of Srothheim dwarves here, Camion would let you know. Uh, they are helping with the defense. Um, many of them have shored up the, the bulwark and the defenses of the fort itself. Um, it seems as though uh, about... Uh, a month ago, the king of Srothheim passed through here, and uh, when they did, they left a detachment of dwarves, and then more came northward after the fact. Uh, that was just before the devils showed up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there are contingents from folk all over the valley here. Uh, like I said, the vast majority of the edgemasons of the entire valley are camped out here in Fort Verge. Uh, most of them are bivouacking up in the refugee camp, but the commanders are stationed in the keep itself. And Camion would be conveying all this information with you to try and give you the, the situation on the ground here. Um, there have been some very strange individuals coming with the aid of some lock wardens up from Lake Quelio, and uh, based on what they're describing, you would recognize some of the the weird hybrid folk of Zonot Zero. Yeah. Uh, and apparently they've been helping provide... Camion uh, hesitates for a moment, but then eventually just says, sustenance for the refugees. Apparently they are very, very good at producing something that is very much edible and can be construed as food. Oh, okay. Oh. I kind of thought that they meant like, oh yeah, we've been eating them because they can regenerate <laughs> their fish flesh. That's that would what be I thought worse. too. Nobody's been questioning where this food comes from, so you're not quite sure. <laughs> okay. Hey, but hey, the, everyone has different jobs. But they have set up a laboratory slash production facility in the catacombs beneath the fort. Labrum meat? You don't know. Uh, there is even uh, rumors, though Camion can confirm these, that there is at least one archfey within the fort that is helping with the defenses. Which, which one? Uh, which one? Which one? Uh, the... Blood Crone is apparently here oh. and has been 
coordinating efforts between the devils and some of the defenses. Apparently her ability to predict when the demons are going to attack has been very, very useful. Tirza just like full-on stops in the middle of us walking and just like has to take a minute. <laughs> the Jarashir are apparently here in force as well. It started with somebody that Camion would identify as a with a little bit of like awe. Uh, because they've seen them in combat now as Agni Brandbearer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After that person showed up, more and more Jarashir began funneling down. Apparently they are... They have set up a forward operations base in the swamp. And they are holding that position about halfway oh. down towards Amberfell. Oh, fuck yeah. And... Okay. Yeah, the... Edge masons are routinely going back and forth between that forward camp, and that is where the the main battle lines are drawn. This is the absolute rear position to which people retreat if needs be. And apparently there are is at least a legion of devils that is being rotated in and out from this camp south of Fort Verge towards that forward operating position. And yeah, how does that work? I think Tears will actually ask. Like, are the Jarashir actively hostile? I'm assuming the answer is yes. The Jarashir, they've definitely struck it out on their own. They're fine working with the other Guardian Guilds, but they refuse to work with our infernal allies. As such, they keep their distance. There has been some attempts to try to coordinate, but they refuse to fight alongside, so it's made organizing a proper battle strategy rather difficult. I can imagine. Especially the ones they call Augur Bearers have been rather poignantly leading their forces and insisting that they do not need the help of our allies. Perhaps that's something you can address, Tirza. They might listen to you. Tirza's just having, like, a, oh my god, this is a metaphor for me, and cherishes whole friendship. Oh god. Um, but what she says is, ah, maybe. The Jarashir are very set in their ways. Very good reason, sometimes. Leastways, more and more of those auger bearers have streamed down here and moved through the fort and out to that forward position. I don't know how many of them there are now. But yes, you... 
Uh, Camion would ask if you're all tired, if you need rest now, what he can do for you all, what they can do for you all. We haven't rested since closing the last rift. There's a lot to do, but we should rest up before we get started. We can't run ourselves ragged. Okay. You can find a, a bit of an out-of-the-way spot to rest. There is definitely some whispers following you all now that uh, word of your arrival has spread through the Rift Keepers, and just exactly who you are is been spread throughout the Rift Keepers. Um, Arbidon wasn't exactly subtle in his retelling of recent events in front of a crowd. And the the word threadless definitely follows you in subtly whispered words as you make for what rest you can. Eventually, yeah, you do find rest here amongst other Rift Keepers. Um, most of them are heading off to bed or watch or whatever their duties may pertain to. But Ooh. as you get your long rest in, uh, you all finally hit level 10 and uh woo i woo! think it is i think it is there that we're going to take our break and when we come back we will figure out what you are all doing in the middle of this war zone greetings my friends i am omatep duskwalker owner and proprietor of duskwalker import and export tm here today to talk to you about a subject that has become eh, a little pressing of late and that subject is the Blood War. Sounds pretty ominous, right? Well, that is for good reason. The Blood War is not a nice thing. Go figure. At its most basic, the Blood War is the eternal struggle between devils and demons. More broadly, it is a clash between the planes of the infinite levels of the Abyss and the nine levels of the Hells of Bator. Those two are always going at it, back and forth, blah blah blah, always with the blood war those two planes. And all sorts of other places get caught up in the middle. Now, depending who you ask, the blood war has all sorts of reasons for starting. Some say it merely represents the eternal struggle between order and chaos. Some say that Asmodeus himself stole a piece from the core of the abyss and the demons simply want it back. Others simply think that all the bad souls in the multiverse have to go somewhere, so it might as well be into an eternal conflict. Whichever way you slice it, the blood war has been going on since the beginning of creation. Demons on one side and devils on the other, with plenty of extraplanar mercenaries on both sides. Both the Abyss and Bator are constantly looking for ways to gain an edge in this conflict. But here's the real kicker. No one's even sure what would happen if this war suddenly ended. I mean, if the demons won and overran the multiverse, that sounds bad. But it doesn't sound great if the devils win either. I mean, that just sounds like hell everywhere. Hell. Ugh. Which means there are plenty of people out there in the multiverse who don't want to see the fighting end. Because lords know what would happen if one side emerged victorious and was able to actually concentrate on conquering the multiverse. Woof. I will say one thing about the Blood War, though. There is plenty of space for enterprising individuals to make a good profit, while uh, not necessarily associating with either side. Not that I would know anyone doing that sort of thing. 
Anyway, if you want my advice, I say just steer clear of the whole thing. Avoid the blood war if you can. So, let's get you back to the action, and hopefully away from the blood war. And welcome back to Material Components. When last we left our heroes, they had vacated the area around Fair Amesir after closing a realm scar, only to find themselves in the middle of a war zone south of Fort Verge. With forces arrayed at every corner and many pieces moving on the board, they are in the midst of a confusing mire of chaos versus law, demons versus devils, with the Jarashir, the Rift Keepers, and everyone in the valley thrown in between. What they do next will perhaps determine the fate of all things going forward, but I'm sure the stakes aren't that high. Eh, what else is new? <laughs> Leastways, you had all gotten a long rest here in the Riftkeeper Sanctum beneath Fort Verge. You had found yourselves gaining level 10. Way to go! Hooray! And newly revitalized, energized, and at maximum power, at least for now, uh, you stand ready to confront these challenges, some of which are more personal than you maybe have uh, accounted for, seeing as there is possibly another Cherish running around doing stuff. What's her game? Sinister stuff. First there was Galso, now there's another Cherish. Okay, all I'm saying is Mirror Mirror episode. It's coming up. <laughs> I can feel it. <laughs> Which one do I shoot? Two cherishes? I can't think of anything worse. <laughs> Remember, nobody will ever be able to hate you more than you already hate yourself. <laughs> but yes, you all find yourselves awakening in the Riftkeeper Sanctum. Uh, many fellow Riftkeepers are hereabouts. Arbidon has apparently gone off and uh, found himself at the table with the cool kids. Uh, he has oh. apparently got uh, quite a few friends among the other Rift Keepers. Having uh, done his time out and around the valley, he's uh, he's a popular dude. And he's uh, he's not forgotten about you all, but he's definitely not making an effort to immediately hang out with all of you. Yeah, that's I mean, that's okay. fair. Yeah. He's a, yeah, he's a, I'm not surprised that he has a ton of friends. <laughs> but uh, Camion and Judah are definitely sticking nearby um, Camion will let you know that the initial plan for today was for well they were planning on leading a detachment of rift keepers as well as some other relief forces to move southward uh, but they would understand if you want to stay in to Fort Verge at least for the time being to get your bearings I mean our, our bearings of what I, I guess becomes the I, the question I think I'm like genuinely asking I think going out into it might be the best way to what we need to do what time are what time are the uh, rift keepers heading out they were planning on heading out probably around noon hmm so we got time. But again, these the Rift Keepers, not necessarily all of these Rift Keepers, just some of the Rift Keepers are heading out there as they're interspersed amongst other members of the Guardian Guilds or 
other folks heading towards that forward operating base that Camion had spoken of. Mm -hmm. Apparently they're going to be a, a caravan-esque, bringing supplies to the front, essentially. Who? Is there a central person in charge, or is it just... Just wondering that. Various... Um, like leaders, uh, like the highest ranking members of the various guardian guilds, like that is asking about it. Camion would definitely indicate that that's sort of part of the problem here is there isn't a single voice in charge necessarily. There are a bunch of disparate leaders of the guardian guilds who are represented here. There is. Uh, some familiar names do crop up. There is uh, Captain um, Flameheart uh, is representing the uh, the the Edge Masons, um, as well as uh, there is a, a Captain Lucia Bellwether uh, <gasps> is leading the Bark Watch down here. Um, there's no official leader for the Haven Guard or for the, uh, the Lock Wardens. They seem to be a little bit more disparate. Um, there is a, uh, a lieutenant of the Haven Guard down here, but they're not kind of trying to assume any kind of command. Um, there is also leaders from the Jarashir. There are leaders from Zonat Zero. There are leaders from, uh, just the people, the remnants of Amberfell, uh, each kind of faction seems to have decided to do their own thing here, and no one's kind of taking charge. The closest person, in fact, was Valor, um, who was, you're getting the impression, was kind of tying all of these factions together and unifying them in some way. Uh, so, removing him from the picture seemed to be probably, yeah, you know, intentional in that sense. Yeah, Camion is definitely, now that, like, this revelation has occurred, is definitely of the opinion that, like, this seems like a very sinister plot that has been hatched. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, if, our, if our ultimate goal is to follow other Cherish and Valor, presumably going towards the Realm Scar, yeah, we might as well get as far as we can, as quick as we can. There are other... Uh, Kamen would let you know there are other uh, movements to and from the front. This is a regular thing, so you don't necessarily have to leave today. Perhaps we could get the collected... Um leaders of the various organizations together in one room and try and figure out what the hell's going on. It's definitely a possibility. Uh, they tend to gather at the keep in Fort Verge. Camion would know that the leaders of the Bark Watch and the Edge Masons are already there. Hmm. Uh, the 
head captain of the Edge Masons, having just returned from the front two days ago. There are representatives from Srothheim and Zonat Zero there. They're kind of factionalized. They're not necessarily... They have their own projects. They're not necessarily trying to command anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there are some local officials as well. One last question about the other Cherish situation. Was she taking like a... Like, like do other... Are people going to be like, oh, this Cherish that just showed up, fake Cherish. Like, I already met the real Cherish. Like, how public was she being, I guess? I mean, she's purple! I, <laughs> yes. I don't follow. What do you mean? Well, she wasn't exactly subtle. I, I mean, she's purple. Yes. Um, and I, I don't I don't want to, this to come off the wrong way. Just say it, Camion. I can take it. How do we know this Cherish is the real Cherish? Well, we've because been with her the you. whole time. So. The whole time? The whole time mm -hmm. since the last time I saw you all? First of all, deja vu. And second of all, yes? I mean, yeah. Uh. I'm going to say with probably. I mean, sure. I, I don't sure, think I I've guess. been, I don't think I've been out of sight of at least one of you. Yeah. There I mean, always is, you know, when we're taking shifts while sleeping, but. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's the exception. But that's crazy. That's craziness. This is definitely the real Cherish. I'm Am I the real Cherish? I really hope what it is is it's it's the little speedster thing or whatever that got a wish or whatever. It's just like I want to clone Cherish. It's I want to be that. Yeah. I want to be Cherish just like trying to destroy yeah. it. So large and with horns. That's my dream. Maz would definitely say in your mind, Cherish, you are the real Cherish Iron Strike. I mean, did the okay. other Cherish have? Oh, yeah. And Camion would nod and say, "That would have been an obvious tell." I'm I mean, just they checking. had a, they had an arcane focus like that. I obviously I, I can't tell if it's speaking. Yeah, I mean, uh, she does communicate telepathically. No, I was just asking about the presence of it in general, not whether or not it spoke. If it knew about all of these things that Cherish knows about, then... I'm just checking, covering all the bases. The thing about doppelgangers, they can read your mind so they know how to pretend to be you. You think it was a, a doppelganger? I mean, that's just what we've had experience with in the past. Oh, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Valor. Oh, no. Yeah. This... Did he ever tell you what happened during no, the first no. trial? No. 
I can only imagine it was just as awful, if not more, than our experience. I, I was never able to get the story out of him. But if my own experience was any indication, and they will sort of look demurely off to the side, and Judah will place a hand on their shoulder. Judah will look up at all of you and say, Finding valor is clearly our highest priority, but we're not thinking about this clearly. Just send a message to the old mage and have her relay this information to Valor. Can she do that? Well, he has a pocket watch, doesn't he? Does he? Camion will shake their head. But the old mage is... capable of casting sending that isn't bound to a pocket watch. That's fair. Even the pocket watches can cast it to people who don't have them. We could send a message oh. ourselves to Valor. Oh, son of a bitch. That would have been a cool thing to know. I... I guess the only problem becomes... Putting Valor in danger by letting him know and him not being able to keep up the charade. Yeah, but here's the thing. He's already in danger. Yeah. That's, That's true. true. He's probably in more danger not knowing. Camion will shake their head. I should have thought of this last night. It's okay. Everything is very all over the place. But we should what? send it as soon as possible. Question, really quick, just like quick question. During the trial where we ran into the doppelgangers, what where where were we during that bit? That was the one where I almost killed you. Oh, right, yeah. right, yeah, we no, were I the... remember that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, near, so... near, um, oh my gosh, I always forget which one is which. The Southern Bari. <laughs> yes, Grawl and Tears had found themselves atop the storm wall. And where were, what, like, Talk Bari. Where were, where were the other two at? Well, we, um, we, thought we, we thought we were in Kenya. Yeah. Mm, okay. But everybody, but from, you know, when we found each other, it all seemed like we might be in, in the same place, so I don't know how that worked. Mm. Okay. Camion would say, I assumed that 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 place we go to, that I've always called it the Shadow Realm. That sounds stupid when I say it out loud. It's got a it's got a certain ring to it though. We were being sent to the shadow realm. It's better than what we've been calling it. That plane of Which is nothing. Yeah. Shadows, whatever it is. It could be manipulated by the Skein Witch, so I always assumed that that's yes. what this the first trial had been. It it did seem like it was um, not an illusion, obviously, because we could be interact with it and be hurt by it, but but some sort of manipulated 
terrain and area that she could control. So it, it technically really wasn't anywhere, but... Okay. Check. Judah would nod and say, I think that was the case in every trial. Yeah. It became evident in the, the final trial when everything was falling apart. Camion will look awkwardly down at the, the table you're sitting at over, having this conversation over breakfast, kind of away from the rest of the Rift Keepers. Um, Judah would say, well, we should send this message now, yes? Yes. Yep. Um, we have 20 words, right? 25. 25? Camion would say if we simply tell him that that thing might be a doppelganger that will put him on all sorts of an edge even if it's not true that's yeah but we should include in the message that he should come back as soon as possible I was going to say we might just Indicate that we're here and request he comes back for us. That we're all here, maybe. Do we even tell him oh. about the cherished conundrum? I think I think we have to. Yeah, I. We don't know. <clears throat> we don't know how conniving and cunning she is. She could just convince him that. Oh yeah, no. They said that they would send a message when they got there and uh, ignore that we should go back and let's just keep going. God, I hate her. Do you guys have like secret secret code? Secret cool verbal code for me danger? And the, me and the awful version of me that I've no, just no, 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 not you. Are you asking that if tieflings have a secret code? No, clearly. You mean infernal? You guys, are funny. you guys are very language. funny. You guys are very funny. I like all these jokes that are happening right now. It's very good. No, I'm talking to I'm talking to Camion. The oh, they're the ones that they're the ones that are, have been like like with them the entire time. They were that's the B team. Camion would shake their head and say, "No, generally when we've run into any sort of trouble, screaming has been a pretty good indicator of danger." Yeah, right, I mean right. that's. And Judah would let out a laugh at that. I think that we need to tell Valor that whatever horrible devilish presence is with him currently, it's not this one. <laughs> We'd know if and it really was you. Sending is out loud, isn't it? It's received Ooh. telepathically, but you have to speak the sending aloud. Right, we have to speak it. And okay. they have to speak their return message aloud as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. True. That could also make it tricky. But potentially he, he could just not send a message back or send something coded. Wouldn't tip the other Cherish off. I, okay, uh, but, so the whole message I think we should send, though, is, that's not the real Cherish, come back, 
or give us some mark landmarks and we'll come find you. I mean, I know it's a, just a big swamp, but... Camion would look down in consideration for a moment and then glance back up at you, Cherish, and say, Maybe you should be the one to send this message. It would definitely lend credence to any arguments this other Cherish might have to convince Camion not to come back. Or Valor not to come back. Valor, you're you're Cam. You're I'm Cam. Cam. It's you know what? it's him. A, it's him. He's the doppelganger. They're the doppelganger. Kill them. This happens to Tirza and I all the time too. It's wild. It's uh, like the god of this world has too many characters to remember or something. We don't even look like each other, and we just get I, confused all the time. It's the purple cloak. Mm -hmm. that's, yeah. I, I, that's also purple? a joke. That's about a good Elf. out, Mike. That's a good out. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I guess the only problem with that is that I can't send cast sending. You can attune to one of our pocket watches. Cameo That's would not at that, yeah. Okay, I'll do that. Uh, Cameo would slide over their pocket watch. Okay. And it is nearing roughly like eight in the morning um, as you're finishing up breakfast having this conversation it'll take you an hour to attune to this pocket watch mm -hmm. uh, what is everyone else doing in the meantime just hanging out that doesn't feel productive. Um, I mean, I don't want every single time you go, hey, what are you doing to be... I'm reading my book. I'm reading my book. That could. That's a very legitimate response if you wanted that I know. to be. You're a magic book boy. You gotta read your magic books sometimes. No. We could um, maybe pick up some magical supplies. I, I was going to say, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> we fucking <laughs> left Alexander just chilling. Well, here's the thing. The barrier's gone. Oh, so right. He's but he's fine. also in another, like, he's in a pocket dimension. Yeah, but Blizz can tell him that it's fine. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. He's fine. You, out of all of the rest of us in character, know that he is... <laughs> <laughs> I just want to get paid for returning them. Up to you all. What are you doing? Girls reading. Okay, <laughs> girls gonna read his book. Get another yep. hour in. Yep. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Character development. Tears of Sid. Um, I, I do kind of, if we're going to have an hour, at least I do kind of want to get a, a lay of the land. If I could get like a feel, maybe for like how morale is doing with this uh, seeming endless chaos and nonsense. Um, 
Yeah. Okay. So you want to go out into Fort Verge proper and kind of get a lay of the land? Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. Sid, what are you doing? Uh, I am going to... Um, for I'm going to... For the individuals who I have met, um, I'm going to uh, let them know as far as like sort of the heads of the various organizations, uh, just touch base with the, the ones I already know and then introduce myself to the individuals who I have not met yet um, and just try and get a general consensus of what, what we're doing, like what's the strategy or lack thereof, what, what needs to happen, um, that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, so, so also the lay of the land in a different way. <laughs> in, in a different way, yeah. Similar but different. And you're specifically heading to the keep of this place to try to yeah. get a, a a contact with the the leaders of what's going on here. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. Absolutely. That is totally possible. Um. And Cherish is attuning to a magic item. Uh. So. As you are uh, off doing that, Grawl is reading. So, first things first, uh, Tirza, give me an insight check. Mm -hmm. That ain't too shabby. Um, that is a 22. 22, Ooh. okay. Um... You get a real sense of, I mean, fear is definitely the, the biggest undercurrent here in uh, Fort Verge, but you're immediately struck by the presence of Jarashir in the streets here. They are all over the place. Uh, some of them are helping refugees, some of them are doing odd tasks, but there are more than a few that are preaching on street corners, and gatherings of people are nearby, and more than once you hear words of, you've all seen the signs yesterday, the time is upon us. And... Anytime you are recognized by these Jarashir, they will make signs of supplication, the three points around the head, and say, Augabera. And more than one says, the twelfth has arrived. Oh shit, we're all here, great. <sighs> um, I... Tirza doesn't want to, like, solely get caught up in, in uh, like, only talking to Jarashir, but she will definitely, like, I won't do the just nod and move on. Especially She'll considering speak. you, I mean, you know a lot of these people by name. Yeah. The whole... Yeah. It, you spent it, years I, traversing to all the different Baris. I, I, um... Yeah, I, I definitely, I want to get a feel 
like how everyone is doing, but I, I am definitely, yeah, going to talk to people. Um, and I will ask if that is true, if 12 are, are down here. Um, yeah, you would speak to, uh, someone you knew as a, a minor in Pashbari there here working as a mason helping shore up the defenses and uh, build out into the catacombs to help house more refugees and they are an earth genasi man uh, and they will say yes Agabera they you are the last of the twelve to arrive all of the signs are happening, just as, just as the gods in triplicate have said. Uh, yes. Um. A time of great change is indeed nigh. Uh, I think, and not just with this person, but everyone I encounter, um, if I can do anything to, like, help them out, even if it's just, like, make them a little less, uh, freaked the fuck out about all of this, um, I will do so. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, eventually you learn that the the last to arrive was uh, Sedna from Dokbari. Um, <laughs> she arrived with a large contingent from the Scaled Council, as well as the Council themselves, who are apparently here. Uh, oh, okay. <clears throat> You also would learn among these people that apparently Kafbari was evacuated before the Wilding swallowed it. That's good. Um, and if I do come across any Kafbari folks, uh, I will let them know that the Wilding uh, is gone. And you get a lot of, bless you, Augerbear, bless you. That for you guys. Um... Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I think <sighs> tries to steer away from from um, the supplication as much as possible, but yeah. I know that's there's only so much of that that can happen. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it's not like the jars here are swarming over this place, they're just, there's a noticeable amount of them is all. For every okay. 15 to 20 refugees or citizens or denizens of Fort Verge, there is a member of the Jarashir wandering about, helping out do or you, preaching. The, the, the preachers, do they seem to be having, like, effect? Full, um, receptive? Yeah! There was a giant snake out in, above the, uh, the storm wall. There's uh, a lot of people giving credence to these weird doomsday worshippers these days. 
Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, Yay, the, more the, righteous. Awesome. The the weird apocalypse snake cult's making a lot of sense right now. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, you guys could talk to my friends about about what, what's happening with you guys religiously right now. That would be great. <laughs> uh, all right. They're maybe not getting any converts necessarily, but there's a lot of people who are like, that's what's going on? Oh, oh. hells. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. <laughs> Meanwhile, Sid, you are making for the keep of Fort Verge. Mm-hmm. Um, making where the, your way there, you are stopped at the gates by a contingent of Haven Guard. Uh, they ask who you are and what your business is. Uh. Sid Emberlite, half-elf hero of Stormhaven, uh, Threadless. Uh, I'm here to find whoever's in charge and uh, have a sit-down talk with what we can do to stop this craziness. And one of the guards is going to go, Holy shit, you're Sid Emberlite. In the flesh. You're under arrest for the heroine murders. That's fair. You're under arrest, I <laughs> Is everything that happened in that play true? Uh, haven't haven't got a chance to see it yet, but uh, prob yes, yes, we'll say yes. Is Grawl around here? He's my favorite. So funny. Ah, uh, he is. He's a he's a laugh a minute. He's somewhere. I don't know where. Uh, doing something really sorry, hilarious. What? Like what? what? I heard my name. I heard my name. He's probably wow. slipping on a banana peel or something. Even right now. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah. Yes. Boy. Um, can I just reiterate that everything in the play is 100% accurate? Well, I don't know about yeah. that. I, I've actually met Vala, and apparently he and Cherish aren't even related. Oh, is Weird. that in the play? Hmm. Yeah, definitely got to see it. Um, anyways, uh, <laughs> is it alright if I... And I sort of gesture forward. For the hero of Stormhaven, of course! Oh, well, thank you so much. God. Well... Let you know I rolled a 99 on that percentile to see if he recognized you. Oh my god. Yes! Found a fan. You're like one step away from him proposing to you on the spot. Can you sign my pike before you leave? (laughs) Well, I I hate to say no to a fan. Um, What's the pike's name? (laughs) Stormpiercer 2? (laughs) I call it cloud puncturer good very good <laughs> yeah um, shall i roll a deception check <laughs> no you're okay <laughs> very original um yeah you are shown inside and the the central keep of this place is uh, also packed with refugees uh there's no sparing of space here in Fort Verge, but the the refugees here appear to be mostly townsfolk who were evacuated from Amberfell, maybe some miners. Uh, there, are, there are families in here. You see a lot more kids inside the keep proper. Eventually, you are funneled towards the, the central uh, 
chambers of this keep, apparently there is a a war room for... I mean, that's exactly what it is. Mm. There, you would recognize a couple of people in here. Uh, Balthazar Brightheart is very obvious. The the Fire Genasi uh, commander of the, the Edge Masons, or at least one of the commanders. Um, as well as... Uh, Captain Lucia Bellwether of the 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 Bark Watch, that uh, black Tabaxi Ranger. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, some of the other folk in here you wouldn't necessarily know. Um, there is a strange. Actually, you would recognize this person, though you never were introduced to them, per se. They were a member of the retinue from Zonat Zero. It's a tall, blue-skinned vaguely elvish-looking creature, but you've seen sea elves and uh, other things. He's he's definitely not an elf. You don't know what he is. Um, But uh, he would um, introduce himself as uh, Project Leader Xenophon. That was a cool name. Perfect. It is a pleasure to officially meet you. Um, obviously, a lot happening at the Bulwark of Bone. Uh, didn't get the a proper introduction, but uh, glad to see you here. Yes. The prime speaker, I'm sure, would send her regards. Of course. Uh, you are also uh, made familiar with a representative from the the Srothheim Dwarves. Um, they would introduce themselves as Albrecht Axehart, which would immediately ring some bells, because that's definitely the same surname as the king. Mm-hmm. But it isn't the king? It is not the king. And they weren't in the retinue that we hung out with at the Bulwark. They we, like, were not partied no. with them. Yeah, okay. we yeah we we did no. party Al- hardy with them. <laughs> Albrecht would not have been there. Okay. Dwarf party, yes. Yeah, and I I mention uh, that uh, that we've. Uh, uh, met several of uh, of of their kin uh, on the way to the bulwark of bones, um, and I, the king, mentioned as much. Something about you all falling asleep and not waking up again. Yeah, that did happen. Um, it was uh, yeah, that was a busy day. Um, is there... Glad to see you're awake now. Yeah, yeah. This is, uh, reality seems to be worse than the dream we were having. Um, where is your good king? Back in Strothheim. How is, uh, how is Strothheim faring? Well, as most places, though, we've got many reports Things in Amberfell have spread to a great many places underground within the valley. Anywhere that could possibly be connected to 
Well, we're guessing they've broken into the Underdark in certain places. Found their way up through natural caves and tunnels to other parts of the valley. Of course, we've heard from our hillfolk brothers in the drylands and many more folk besides that other mining establishments as well as natural cave systems have become infested with demonkind. Choice. Are there any... Have there been any uh, endeavors to go down into the Underdark, or, or is this all just hearsay at this point? And Balthazar Brightheart would say, Yes, we did make an excursion into the Underdark. You may remember we chased those foul lizard folk down into the depths to retrieve our people. Afterwards, we didn't quite know what we were fighting down there at the time, but even then there were demon kind down there as well. Afterwards, we thought we had chased the last of their kind across the plains of the Drylands when you had so kindly shut that rift south of, of the city. Yeah. Well, uh, I am I'm here to uh, obviously let all of you know that uh, me and the rest of the Threadless have shown up. Um, the intention is to close the final rift, uh, but First, I'm trying to get a general sense of what what the strategy is, what is needed, what um, what we can do to help. And there's definitely some very awkward glances around these people as you begin to realize that you're they might not even know what the strategy is you would begin to understand and they would explain as much that not long after all of this started, when the, the demons really started pouring up out of the, the murky waters of this swamp that's happened, uh, the, the tiefling, the threadless known as Valor, uh, took charge of the situation. Yeah. Not necessarily by claimant of right, but just by deeds, people started following Valor. He was responsible for evacuating most of the Amberfell citizens. He was the one who led the charge, the initial disastrous charge, into the Amberfell mines to try to close the rift uh, that got a lot of people killed. Um, but he also managed to not get everybody killed. He managed to pull people back out of the mines. Gotcha. Uh, he's also responsible for the extraplanar allies that appeared here uh, close to two weeks ago. Uh, there is a lot of like innuendo and exchanged glances with these people when they're talking about these strange new allies because everyone seems to get the implication that Valor made some kind of deal to get their help and no one quite knows what it was. Yeah. He has continually told them that it is his burden to bear. 
but he wouldn't go into the details. Okay. I like your style, kid. Huh. Uh, it, it, it had even gotten to the point where basically everyone in the defense of Fort Verge was taking their lead from Valor. Now we don't have him. And he left a few days ago with, well, everyone had thought, Cherish, because there was some... He said they could close the, the Realm Scar and end this. And since he's been such an active leader in all of this, everyone sort of trusted his word on that. How long ago was that? That was four days ago now. Which would have lined up the day after you arrived at Fair Ames here. Cool. You know, those, those uh, ripples that Glitter gold. Um, okay. All right. So when you ask, like, what the general strategy is, the strategy at the moment was... Survive. Survive, and hopefully Valor is successful. And everyone was sort of trusting in that fact. Even if some of them won't necessarily admit it, that is definitely the vibe you get in the room. And, um... Are there... Uh, abyssal forces coming from all directions, or is it specifically coming from the south uh, towards the Amberfell Mines? Or coming from the Amberfell Mine? In their greatest numbers, they are coming up from the south. Yeah. There, as has been said, there have been reports of demonic activity anywhere that may or may not connect with Amberfell via the yeah. underground. So you're uncertain of just how far this has spread, but there have been no assaults from, like, north or east of here. The one thing that can be confirmed is that, like, there's no strategy to what the demons are doing. As far as everyone can tell, they don't strategize, they just attack. Yeah. It's chaos, baby. <laughs> and the... As dirty of looks as they get, the quote-unquote allies that Valor managed to ascertain have done an incredible job at penning these creatures back. At least for the most part. There are still odd bands that slip through the lines. Mm -hmm. Well, I think I think that the I think that our best bet, and I think that the best use of the Threadless at the moment is going and trying to close the riff uh, and possibly finding Valor. And uh, Captain Delweather would definitely have an approving nod at that, and she would say, I have seen what you are capable of in the past. And uh, quite a lot has happened since then. 
Well, so long as no one is an animal this time, I think we will be able to handle it quite easily then. I think so. Um, what can you... Obviously, everything has been flooded. How How deep do these marshlands go? Is it dangerous even just trekking through the landscapes? It can be. My scouts have reported that large swaths of the water is befouled. Some sort of poison or taint has infected much of the water that pours out from Emberfell. That is not even beginning to talk about the creatures that now stalk the marshlands. Much of the water is no deeper than one's waist, depending on the rise or fall of the land. There are even dry patches the whole way to Amberfell. Uh, I have had scouts return from the city, though precious few. And whatever is going on there... The demons are not working alone. That is what we know. Demons are not working alone. Do we know anything about what they're working with? And Sid, you would remember that uh, before you left for Fairy Amesir, the old mage had told you that the cult is working with them. The cult of Dahaka. This is good. This we'll is see. good. We don't know exactly what the organization, these cultists, are getting out of this, but they are doing something to aid the demons. We do not know exactly what. My scouts did not want to risk getting close enough. Those who had did not return. Um, have your scouts been able to map out the surrounding region? Um, perhaps paths that are clearer, uh, areas that are more or less dangerous, or is it... That is the problem. So Beyond the front line being held by the Jarashir and our allies, the landscape, it is shifting, changing. One day there can be a, a safe track of dry land in a region, and the next day it can be gone. It is though something is warping the very land we stand upon. The changes do not extend past the front lines, thankfully, but it is played merry hell with my scout's abilities to track a clear path to Amberfell and the mines to the north. And I'm wonder Captain Brightheart would say, even our abilities to move at great speed along the roads of the valley is hampered by this wastage. And when we first got here, we could hear some sort of fighting happening in the sky as well. I'm assuming that is just as perilous. 
the creatures that... Well, that is not exactly my purview, and he'll turn towards uh, Captain Bellwether, and she will say, The skies are powerless. There are shrieking creatures that feed on the moonlight that exist out there. Uh, lunar demons of some kind. The devils are allies are able to keep them at bay with large-scale pyromancy. They lay down a cover of flame that incinerates anything in the air, but it is spotty at best if there are enough flyers. They need to keep these magics going at most hours of the day to keep these swarms of creatures at bay. Closer to the front, well, you can hear it occasionally at night here, but it is much louder near the front. Uh, I also noticed uh, that your allies, that our allies have large mechanical machines used for transportation. Do, you, do any of you know anything about those? Xenophon would speak up and say, They appear to be some sort of device. What powers them? Well, they haven't allowed any of our inspectors near enough to say for sure, but we think they are powered by a combination of magic and some sort of combustion. The fires they generate power them. The vehicles you saw close to here are simply their highly mobile scouting vehicles, though. The larger rigs that they possess do not leave the front lines. And I assume that nobody besides devils uh, get anywhere near these vehicles or are allowed to operate or ride in these vehicles? None that have returned to tell about it anyway. Brightheart would say. There are rumors, of course. Folks disappearing near the... near our allies' camps at night. There, nothing has been substantiated as of yet, of course. Mm -hmm. Valor seemed very firm on the fact that they would hold to their bargain and no such despoiling of our people would occur. Well, devils are known for one thing. It's keeping to bargains. They're hungry. <sighs> and Xenophon would say, But yes, there are the smaller conveyances here close to the fort, and they have larger war machines near the front. Um, as far as the smaller ones... How, how big are are these scouting? Uh, how many people would fit in, in one of these scouting uh, vehicles? If you had to guess, obviously, you haven't seen one up close. Based on our observations, we would say that two, perhaps three individuals can fit upon one of these conveyances. Okay. All right. Um, 
I am tr basically what I'm trying to get at is me and the rest of the Threadless are going to probably need to make a lot of ground uh, in a very short period of time. Um, perhaps I will ask around and see see what I can find. Um, maybe talk with Cherish see what we can do and there is a look of confusion that would spread across the leaders here don't worry about it okay. um we have we have dealt with devils in the past uh, perhaps we can get some leverage And there's some nods. At least half of these people have seen what the Threadless are capable of out in the field. And uh, they trust you. All right. All right. Well, I'm going to go um, meet with the rest of the group. Uh, we're going to come up with a plan. Uh, we will obviously keep all of you in the loop. Um, and uh, We... We will figure it out. We've done it four times before, and we're going to do it a fifth time. Captain Brightheart would say, damn straight. And Captain Bellwether would nod with approval. Project Leader Xenophon would look on impassively, and the, the dwarvish person, Albert Axehart, would give you a grim smile. All right, and I head out. Okay. You depart. Eventually, you make your way back to the Sanctum. By the time both you and Tirza make it back, Grawl, you've read a, an hour's worth of your book, and Cherish has attuned with a magic pocket watch. Woo! Exciting. Good book. Things are happening. Mm -hmm. Lots of pictures. Um, I will... Yeah, I will kind of give a, a debrief of, I mean, what information I can. As will I. About, like, general morale. and. Yeah. Uh, so, tears are reports back that the, the city is... The city is afraid. There are lots of people who are... Uh, itching to leave, you you would definitely have found out that more than a few I mean, th these refugees are just holding out hope that they'll be able to get their city back for the most part a lot of people have already just streamed northward to Stormhaven, though even that doesn't sound like a, a safe refuge anymore there are rumors already spilling back that uh, large chunks of the city have erupted into chaos and infighting between the guilds You would okay. have definitely, with the 22, you would have definitely heard that uh, apparently the Harrowman killings stopped when y'all left. So that's something. Oh, good. Yeah, because we solved them. It's all great. Yep. Orcid left town. The, 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 the 
Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, guys, I forgot to mention I'm actually the Harriman killer. <laughs> what a twist. Was the Harriman killer the whole time? Mm. <laughs> um okay. yeah, you convey all that information back to your party members. Mm-hmm. Judah is definitely, definitely concerned about just how much responsibility Valor has apparently taken onto himself. Yeah, it, Did it anyone seems... find out more information about what shitty Cherish was doing? I feel like I have to clean up a lot of messes. Uh, neither of you really got any information where that's concerned. The only hard fact you know from Camion is that apparently there was some conversation with uh, an edge mason. Other than that, she basically stuck to talking to Valor and eventually convincing him to get go out onto this mission. I think there's a very specific person who would know a lot of information about this other Cherish. Potentially. What's his name? Plain? Hmm. Uh, Jep? Zeppelin? Jep. <laughs> Dirigible? Yeah. Airship? Hindenburg. Yes. My Helicopter? My, my very good childhood friend who I love very dearly, Hindenburg. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know his last name isn't that, but it is in my head now. <laughs> Last name is Jet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just don't know if I am the correct person to be approaching him and asking this information. You know, seeing as how I just spoke to him and it went very poorly, according to onlookers. But it wasn't you. Well... I know that, but of course that's not going to mean anything unless there's unless someone else comes and says, hey, that wasn't Cherish. What did she say to you? If I go up to him and I'm like, what did I say to you? He's going to be like, <laughs> well, you don't crazy. <laughs> like yeah. that. It, it, so it, he'll it, probably be upset if you say it, that to him. What if we both go? You know. A wingman for you, it'd be fine. Okay, yeah, girl, you would be the person I would grab as my wingman. For That's sure. That's the best idea I've got right now. I think girl actually might make the best wingman. <laughs> um, I'm here anyway, for the jokes. So the message I'm going to send to Cam, uh, to see, and you know what? I did it too. To Valor. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> um, they are both purple. this is cherish on camion's watch i've arrived with the threadless she's an imposter might be doppelganger come back now and that is the message you send oh i'm saying like yeah this is good oh you're pitching that to the group yeah yeah question um can we drop out spaces and make it one long run on word to get around to circumvent the, the, the word 
limit. No, the magic knows better. Ah, damn it. Damn, magical autocorrect. There are five words left, though, so if there's anything else pertinent that we can fit into five words. Information do we need to include? Do you want him to try and bring them back here, or what? Want to? Do we want to have? Yeah, exactly. Do we want to have him here? Halfway, or? I'm trying to remember how the sending spell works. If I, if we send something. Is it like message where they have the option to send something back, or do they also need sending? No, they have the option to respond. Okay. Uh, We could say, like, respond in... Because we don't want him to... Cherish, what languages do you know? I know a lot of languages. We don't know what what Valor knows, though. Right, I know. I'm just curious. I know Infernal, Draconic, Common, Orc, Goblin, and Dwarvish. We we could just tell him to respond in an innocuous phrase draw suspicion that we would know. Weak, oh, oh. Like, respond with a specific word. Mm -hmm. If okay, or, or something like that. Or if you're in trouble. Like if you're coming back, or 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 if you got this message or something. Like acknowledge, yeah. Like use insert word here in response. Yeah. I just don't know what that word would be. Hindenburg. Hot bananas. <laughs> Hot bananas. <laughs> no, this yeah, is stupid. Like I just yeah, yeah, yeah. what I wrote. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll see. Please come back now. Please respond. Yeah. So, so, read the whole message one more time. This is Cherish on Camion's watch. I've arrived with the Threadless. She's an imposter. Might be doppelganger. Come back now. Please respond. That should be 22. Okay. Give me a persuasion check. Okay. Is whatever I'm making the check against secretly a dragon? No. Because okay. it's Valor. Just checking. It's Valor. <laughs> okay, I figured. <laughs> I just want to check. He's not secretly meaning, a dragon. He is Mike a dragon. I was just about to say, meaning Mike wouldn't tell you if he was secretly a dragon. Oh, that's true. I we will say definitively dragons. that Valor is not a secret dragon. Okay. That sounds like something... None of the threadless are secret dragons. That is a 19. Dang it. That means I could be a secret dragon. 
He just oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was your total? Nineteen. I thought I got a dirty twenty. Nineteen. Crawl, crawl would shit if he was a secret dragon. <laughs> He'd be so excited. <laughs> You're a dragon crawl. <laughs> <laughs> When, uh, when Dragon Hagrid shows up. Yes! Dragrid? Dragrid. Yeah, it would be Dragrid, yeah. <laughs> there is a long beat of silence as there's no response. But as the, the tense moments tick by, eventually there is a response in your head that says coming back now okay. and it sounded like Valor yeah as far as I know yeah okay he's responded that he's coming back But that's all. Judah will say, well, that's great. So, do, do we wait? I mean, they're, they're two days away. At four I, at this point. So, Cherish, what's your strength score, by the way? Eight. Okay, good to know. Somebody about to come punch me. Nope, don't worry or about throw it. Throw me. Nope. I wanna know. Doing some Can checks. Using <laughs> Cherish's stat block. Yeah, Don't worry oh, about God. it. I don't worry about anything. Ah. <laughs> You, th you thought you could fuck with me, but don't get into a I'm fight. I'm too, <laughs> too, too weak to get that far. Uh, if okay. you catch me off guard, I'm done. <laughs> uh, I, I personally think we can't just wait around. I, I agree. There's too much that needs to be done. Uh, if Valor makes his way back here and we're still out closing the rift, well then good. He's at least back here. Safe. Camion gives you a look and says, You're planning on just heading out there? Uh, I mean, at this point, I don't have the specifics, but yeah, we're going to have to head out there. I mean, this doesn't end until the rift gets closed. Be a lot easier for a small group to go past than a huge army, right? Came in will shrug and say, I suppose, but their shading is turning to the kind of sickly green of spring. There have been so many scouts out there who have died and never come back. I 
almost asked what level were they. That would mean anything. Uh, Camion or level? On Cherish's objective think, level. On my objective rating scale. Then we cannot let their deaths be in vain. Camion will say, we just don't know what we're walking into. We never do. Part of the fun. Fun's one word for it. Yeah. Listen. How about a brief compromise? We'll go with Camion to the front and kind of at least get our bearings about what's out there. Talk to some people who've been fighting them so that we can learn what we've figured out about strengths and weaknesses. We know we have Blizz working on that in Fair Ames here, but... Camion would perk up and say, Oh, you met Blizz. And their coloring will turn to Autumn. Yeah. He's a good guy. He's a huge help. You're freshman varsity rift keepers now. Yep. <laughs> Meaning we've taken one class with Bliss. Yeah. Still passed with flying colors. Oh. Yeah. It's better than nothing, I suppose. I, did... Did Valor share with you at all what his... command plans were? Or... or I mean, I, I know you said... Uh, I know you said that he and other Cherish just kind of had a plan. I had this exact same but... conversation with Valor not half a week ago. Cherish, the other Cherish, insisted that she had a way of getting past the demons. But they needed to move light and they needed to move fast. I said it was a bad idea. I said that we don't know what we're walking into out there. Sound familiar? I th said mm -hmm. that the last time we just threw ourselves at a problem without thinking, I stole a deck of many things. I would never do something so... I just wonder that if other Cherish figure something out. Something to do with them being Tears uh, will sort of roll her eyes, tieflings. Then uh, maybe we can figure something similar out. I mean, obviously. Or she was lying. Or she was lying to get Valor away from the command post and leave everyone in chaos. Potentially. Judah would definitely agree with that. Seems the most likely outcome. I mean... If I... were trying to infiltrate... somewhere as somebody that someone in power trusted... that would be the smartest thing to do. If I wanted to sow seeds of dissent. Which I don't. Not right now. Here. But if I wanted to. 
dismantling power structures is... Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Stormpiercer would definitely say, yeah, that's okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. The difference right. between her and me is that even though I know all that stuff, I wouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, what are we doing now is my question. Yeah. Um, there are a couple... So, the devil allies have... Uh, quick moving machines that can carry two to three people. Um, perhaps we could either. What's that, girl? There's four of us. Yes, we would need right. at least two. Judah, um, saying, I'm sorry. You guys, there's I am. Yeah, there's. I am. <laughs> If Camion is coming with us, so would. Oh, we need a several. We would need at the very least two, if not three. This, I am. This is purely just an option. Um, that would be probably the fastest way, since flying in the skies is not really an option. Um, if we were to, I mean, the only person who'd be able to ask for them is Irish, and I don't think her. Standing with devils is maybe it's not a good idea to bring to their attention that she's here. Mm. I mean, this cherish is... in your mind, I... Maz would say, it depends entirely upon which arch devil these devils answer to. I think. Yes, that's fair. It, the devil's a it devil. Depends, <laughs> it depends on which arch devil Fowler made a bargain with, and I guess it also depends on whether or not they already think I'm here. I mean, if That's they think true. you're here, there might be a reason why Cherish wanted, other Cherish, Cherish 2, the sequel, um, wanted Valor away from everyone. Given that he's got an army at his back. It really just depends what other Cherish side she's on. Oh. Leastways, it seems like pushing Cammy uh, convoy is a first step. Camion would nod and say at the rate those devil rides move v Valor and other Cherish should have been well past the forward position. Hopefully we can, if we push hard can make it there and maybe meet him there. I think that's a good idea. I agree. All right. Don't think we have any other options at this point. Yeah, what are we waiting for? And 
came in will nod and look to the five of you and say, There are scant little supplies here in the fort, but you might be able to scrounge something before we leave. It'll be a couple of hours, but I'll be at the south gate of the fort organizing the caravan. I am going to see if I can get some more clues about other Cherish's intentions. Want to go talk to Jet? Yeah. Can I, can I come along? God, I want to come along. <laughs> just yes. in case you need backup, just, in, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Emotional support. Right. That's 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 really good. That's just good. That's just good. Judah would definitely ask, "Who is this Edge Mason?" Cameron keeps mentioning. It's our boyfriend. We grew up together. Oh. Sort of mutual crushes. Then all this stuff happened. It's all very juicy. It's very good. It's, it's all very good. Very juicy, apparently. <laughs> Camion mm -hmm. will say, I didn't want to assume, but I kind of figured it was something like that. Yeah. With other Cherish, not with, oh. No, I, yeah, I got it. Everything's great. Everything's uh, yeah. super and awesome. Oh, God. What happens if, what happens if they had a fight, but then they, they, they like made up and, Brawl. oh, Brawl. oh, boy. Stop. Oh. Oh, you are four seconds. Oh. You are four seconds from not coming with me. All right, I'll take it back. I probably that would never happen. He's such a good person. So, who's all going with Cherish to go uh, find young Master Jet? I mean, if you'll have me, I'll go with There's you. Or do you want to me to not? So bad. Okay. How about this? We will. I won't go. I won't go. I won't go. Tears up. We're not going, right? We're not going. I'm not gonna. You got mad We're at me not when I did that last. Going. <laughs> right, I'm fine. walking out the door. All right, have fun. Yeah. Wait, really? No one's gonna go with me. You Are you gonna get mad? Okay, yeah. okay, okay. You How about this? How about this? We're such children. If it were me, I would just go. I wouldn't want any of you there. But. I understand if you want us there with you. Do you want us to hang out in the background, kind of like cool? Like those are my friends over there. Like the, we, we've saved the world like a couple times, so you should probably talk to me. I'm just gonna go. All right, cool. Yeah, we could be very impressive. Yeah, I mean, look how cool. Judah I, will I say, look. "I don't understand. If you're not it's going to be there for important. emotional support, why are you so excited about seeing?" We're we're weird. I, I'll just yeah. leave it at that. Seems very we have a very dysfunctional group relationship. We're we're all so, we're all so socially dysfunctional that it's fun to watch other yeah, people. Yeah, we're kind of a mess. Yeah. Camion will just shake their head and say, "I hate to admit it, but it was so much easier when Talila was here." And we could just focus on how crazy she was all the time. <laughs> oh, oh, she's doing really well, by the way. Has, 
yeah, George is big. Oh. And <laughs> horrifying. Yeah, Tears, you keep saying that like it's a uh, like it's good news for people to hear. Like he's so well, she's yeah, he, he's protecting her. Of course it's good. Mm-hmm. He's scared. Yeah, and she was uh, okay. Involved in some not great stuff up in Storm Hay. It's fine. She's fine now. The Harriman killings have stopped. <laughs> <laughs> you throw that last bit in there. Yeah. <laughs> and wow. Judah and Camion are just like stone silent. On an unrelated note, the Harriman killing suddenly stopped. Weird. <laughs> yeah, after Delilah was note. spoken to. <laughs> it's weird how that worked out like that, yeah. Um, hey, you know what? That means that we did technically stop the Harriman killing. <laughs> it's weird. They never thought to look for the, the, the pale-skinned gnome hiding inside the bone golem. <laughs> Huh. Listen, that's on them. <laughs> yeah, that is on them. Come on. That's staring them right in the face. It's where you least expect it. Uh-huh. <laughs> where you least expect it, where you most expect it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so long. overt. It's <laughs> covert. Okay. So. Cherish. Oh, you strike off to the uh, northern sections of Fort Verge. You heard that the Edge Masons were bivouacking out with the refugees. And yeah, you notice a lot of the same things that Tirza and Sid reported throughout the city. This note of fear that is fully embraced the, the citizens of Amberfell who have fled here. The notes of I mean, hope's the wrong word, but uh, finality that the Jarashir are bringing to this place of just like, yeah, the end times are here. The signs are all there, people. Um, it, there is like an odd chipperness to it. Yeah. Probably jarring mm. for people. Yeah, it, there's that that odd mixture of, well, we're all doomed, but that's a good thing. The it's we'll like pulling be a cleansed band-aid. in the fires of the great storm, and then we will be reborn anew. Mm-hmm. I don't understand what's hard to. <laughs> All right, the suffering, the, the time of suffering is almost over. <laughs> yeah, I... But as you make your way northward and out of the city, you notice more and more of those heavily armored knight-looking figures of edge masons. They all have big two-handed weapons. They have formed a, a bit of a perimeter around the the refugee camp out here. It's not pleasant, this camp. It's not like as squalid and as horrible as it could be. It is well taken care of. There are everyone's well fed, at least. You see very odd looking people from Zonot Zero moving to and from in the refugee camps north of Fort Verge. Folks with tentacles coming out of their shoulders. Folks with crab claws instead of hands. 
you definitely see at least one of those huge, weird lobster centaurs that you'd seen before. Yeah. Fuck yeah. And these hybrids are moving around, distributing supplies wherever they're needed. Some of them are tending to people's medical needs. And, uh, yeah, if you ask around a little bit, you would definitely be pointed towards Jet. Um, okay, sorry, I, I'm trying to find... Anything I can help with? Uh, okay, sorry. Uh, okay, yes. And I cherish is like, like that thing, right, where you power rock so you don't lose your nerve. Mm -hmm. And yeah, asking a couple of edge masons, you'll find that a young half orc is camped out with uh, some other of the edge mason trainees. He appears to be the the senior trainee, and he's regimented his uh, boys into a, a decent-looking camp on the edge of the refugee camp here. And this purple tiefling comes power-walking towards this little bivouac. <laughs> Uh, am, is like his, his my back his back to me, or does he see me coming? Yeah, apparently uh, he is uh, whittling something, like sitting on a a, a a turned over log. His big hammer resting on the the log nearby, but his wide frame, greenish skin is unmistakable. So his back is turned? Mm-hmm. Jet. That was the moment for the spit take. Right there. That was <laughs> it. <laughs> and... You say that single word and there is a, a a fumbling clatter and a yeah as uh the young half orc clearly accidentally jams a whittling knife into his hand that was holding a piece of wood uh and like drops both in a horrible horrifying moment as he scrambles and looks around not sure if he should grab the things he's trying to do or stand up and turn around he's trying to do all things at once and eventually just jams his thumb that he cut into his mouth and he turns his eyes wide and he sees you and you see jet um his uh armor stripped off at least down to the waist he's wearing some thick padded metal plates around his thighs and he's got these big tall metal greaves um he is got all the straps on to affix a breastplate but he's not currently wearing it uh and as he turns his eyes are wide and his thumbs in his mouth as he's sucking on the cut that he just gave himself and around his thumb he's gonna go Kerf! And I think this all happens, and Cherish is like, Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Oh my god. 
Uh, I'm sorry. I just didn't want to... I knew this was going to be really difficult and I didn't want to lose my nerve. Um, I didn't mean to startle you. And he'll pull his thumb out of his mouth and say, No, you didn't startle... No, it was... It was oh, me, I should have just, you know, uh, with the, the butter and I... Uh, I mean, on my fingers, not that I have any butter, because uh, that would be crazy. I'm whittling. I don't need butter for whittling. Unless you're whittling butter, which is like that thing they do sometimes during the mayor's birthday when they make those big statues out of butter. But they're fancy uh, butter statues, right? Right. Uh, hey... Hi. Uh, so, just bear with me a second. I got here last night, and just bear with me. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to Camion. And Camion was very confused about the fact that I walked in through a teleportation circle, because apparently, according to them, I have been here for four days. Hmm. Uh, and also that I left with Valor a couple of days ago. Uh -huh. Now, that's not true. I mean, it's true in a sense, um that somebody who looks like me and knows a lot of things that I know came here and impersonated me. We have sent a message to Valor to come back because my theory is that she's trying to dismantle the whole structure here and, you know, Valor is sort of the de facto leader. And Anyway, Camion also said that you had a conversation with me. Yeah. And that it wasn't, didn't seem to be a good one. Uh. There. There's an evil cherish. That's what it seems is the case. I knew it! <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, I mean, it explains so much. Oh, wow, really? Because everyone else seemed to be like 100% fooled. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> well, yeah, because. How else can you explain you leaving me behind when you go to seal off that rift down in Blue Gulch? Oh no, oh, um, no, that one was me. Um, and I think there is where we're going to leave it for tonight's <laughs> episode of Material Components. I knew that was fucking coming. <laughs> Because as always, you can find us on Twitter at MattcomRPG. That's spelled M-A-T-C-O-M-R-P-G. We also have an email address, which is materialcomponentsRPG at gmail.com. We always love hearing from all of our listeners. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you done good, kid. Oh my god. Uh <laughs> sweet, sweet boy. 
you can you can find me on Twitter at Elliot C Lewis. Um, this is why is this why I don't have romantic relationships in real life? Maybe. <laughs> Just haven't met the right half work yet. They're in the game. Gotta get him out. <laughs> Gotta pull that yes, chunk of me out of my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, boy, boy, howdy, cherish. <laughs> Poor cherish. Somewhere, somewhere, Tirza is gesturing at the empty air in front of her, saying, to "This, this is why we wanted to go watch." And it doesn't make any sense. Makes sense to her. <laughs> mm-hmm. My sock pop is just um, do it justice. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, y'all, you can find me on Twitter at cryoutolivia. And you should. You should come hang out. And, oh, talk about the end times. Oh, maybe not. In the game. No. Talk about the end yeah. times in the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's in the game. E A, oh God, no! Now, now, now we're gonna get trademarked. We're gonna get copyright. Don't bring that no. evil here. They got it. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, if you want to find me on Twitter and Instagram, you can find me at the Redimus. Um, yeah, let me know. Do I stop with the the the, the silly shtick or do I keep it going? Should Grawl be more serious? Probably not. No God, we need never yeah. stop. Never stop. Okay. The only one of us who's not a total bummer the whole fucking time. <laughs> oh, he's a total bummer. He's a total bummer. He just doesn't like to think about it because it bummer it, it bumps him out. Where it belongs. Yeah. <laughs> That's a healthy way of dealing with your feelings. Um, and, uh, instead of reaching out to me on social media, no need, I'm not really there. Um, you could instead use that energy to, uh, go to whatever platform you're consuming our podcast with and rate and review our podcast. Um, do it, please, please do it. It's really, really helpful for us. Uh, it sort of gets the word out there, uh, lets people know they're like, Hey, this is this. It's a fun little podcast that uh, is a lot of fun to listen to. I know it's a lot of fun to make for me. So um, please do it. And if you do, and you include the name of an NPC in the subject line of the review, we will include that NPC name in this campaign. It does not matter how silly or stupid or ridiculous that name is. It will be in this campaign. And if you want, I can have Grawl flirt with them. Yes. Yeah. Sweeten, True. Sweeten that pot. There's yeah. going to be a lot of demons here pretty soon, and wouldn't you like to see mm-hmm. Grawl flirting with one of them demons? Flirting <laughs> with that. Let's do it. That's funny, because I was just about to say, I'm about to talk to a lot of Jars. Wouldn't you like to see Grawl flirt with that? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Fine. I'll do it. I, don't, I honestly Anything don't know which is better. I really don't know which is better. Maybe both. Why can't be both? Why not both? But yes, of course, if not <laughs> If you want both of those things to happen, uh, leave a couple of good reviews for us wherever you can. And, uh, of course, you can find me on Twitter, at MKGurgoni, where I am constantly clicking my talons together and going, yes, yes, excellent. 
because as is probably very obvious with this episode now, oh boy, how many threads are coming together at this point. Uh, so, so many things, so many things are happening here and, um, just do- dove right into it, didn't y'all? Just, just dove right in. That's what we do. It's <laughs> apparently what we do. Because, yeah, uh, not gonna lie, y'all, I can see this large chunk of the campaign coming to a close before episode 100, so we'll see... Uh. Uh, where things go, but we are winding towards the end of the Conspiracy of Scales, and uh, we'll see where things go after that, but we things are coming to a head in the Tempest Rest Valley, and uh, let's see who makes it out alive. Maybe it's three heads. Maybe it's three heads. Maybe well, five. Maybe five. Maybe five. <laughs> <gasps> But of course, you can find our good, good friend Omatep over on Twitter at NPC underscore AN, because now that his monkey has returned to him, all is right with the multiverse. <laughs> uh, and, you know, war profiteering never hurts anybody. Right? I'm pretty sure. I think so. I think I that's how that works. Some infographics <laughs> that I'd like to send you, Omatep. Some presentation <laughs> presentations. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course Next <laughs> thank you all so much for listening as always the world is chaos so please be kind to one another goodbye everybody goodbye bye bye, bye. bye.